Hi, this is Mark. This is what happened last time. Keeping the threats to his family a secret, Hulk was attacked and wounded by a knock cultist and taunted by the blue-skinned Natick henchwoman he had seen the day before. He later discovered that his family was missing, so he came clean with Merck and Relop. They made an extra copy of the Amastasia documents and gave the scribing stone to Natick in exchange for Hulk's parents. His brother, however, was unaccounted for. The three met Orm Gladlin at the Great Arena, and Merck officially told them the story of his exile from Wood's End. They returned to find the Boniface Inn full of high orcs, and Natick's blue-skinned henchwoman. She introduced herself as Azra. She asked if there was a copy of the documents, and she told them that she had Hulk's brother. Dan and Lucan, you are still in the cathedral, just having finished conversation with your father. Your mother has gone back to the parliament house. She had a big entourage with her, so it was okay. Like, you know, you're a little <laughs> worried about sending her off, but she doesn't go alone anywhere. And, and there was quite a few people in purple with her. Was Orm there? He was not. Okay. Which is not abnormal. No. Just curious. And as you're sort of starting to pack up, you're, you realize that your father's doing a little bit of praying. And so, Lucan, this might be a good moment to kind of sit down and join him. Yeah, the uh, tallies are still on my sword, correct? Yes. When Zan and him are done packing or whatever, he'll go join with the prayer. He can uh, try to atone for these tallies. The Ostiary says to Xanathia... On a, I'm sorry to interpose. Yes. You are going to take a trip west. Yes. Correct? Yes. The Arkwright is open and available. I think that if you needed provisions, this might be a good time for that. I'm sorry to interpose, but... Yes, that's a great idea. Thank you. Excuse me, the two of you, and she'll say it to Lucan and mm-hmm. her father and leave. Okay. It's it's really just sort of a, a room off to the side, and a lot of times there's a curtain sort of pulled in front of it, and sure. it is open, mass is over. Most of the people are gone, and it's really just a shop that isn't always, you know, you, you haven't seen it that many times because it's usually closed up, but it happens to be open today. They don't open it up when there's just anybody in the church, and okay. so you sort of feel excited that you hmm. you apparently qualify, you belong here because they've they've opened it up. And Have you ever been in there before? You have, but you actually remember going in as a pretty young child, like actually with Tharval, when Tharval was, hmm. you know, because he's quite a bit older than yes. you. And yeah, yeah. So you, you remember going in and thinking it was sort of icky because you remember eyeballs. Really? When you, yeah, when you went in. Which you now know are glass. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but at the time you didn't. All right. Uh, and it's just mostly like spell reagents and things mm-hmm. for, for higher level spells? Yes. Okay. The, the Ark Rite is what they call it, and that's the name of the title within the church. It's okay. kind of a rare title. Like there might be one in each major cathedral. Okay. And it's a little bit like an artificer, but it's for 
church type stuff. And so he's going to be the guy, in this case, it's a he, it's, it's uh, Brother Bennett, but he's going to be the guy that creates a lot of those things. Like the, you know, the eyeball would be for like a clairvoyant spell. Right. And the, you know, jeweled horns and, you know, okay. just little things like that. And so those have to be crafted by somebody. Great. And this apparently is the person who does that. Have I made an elucidum version of it, I assume? Yeah, I think yeah. probably have. Okay. Yep. It looks a lot different here. This one looks a lot more like a workshop. The, okay. the other one was more like like a bank. Like you would go up uh, to it and there were bars and they would sort of bring stuff to you. But like a general you, store kind of thing. Yeah, but, here you yeah. get to see all the stuff on the shelves behind okay. it. And like I said, there's okay. eyeballs and horns and discs and uh, little tokens and cards. Okay. Uh, yeah, she'll ask for a whole laundry list of stuff that she, mm-hmm. she's writing. The, the, the Arkwright is a sort of this weathered older man he's got just lines all over his face mm-hmm. he has a real gentle voice to him you know he, he welcomes you in mm-hmm. he actually addresses you by name oh uh, have, have we met before uh, no but I, by reputation oh excellent oh uh, yes I need a number of things I need some augury tokens and then she's going to go down a whole list of stuff mm-hmm. a set of uh, platinum rings she wants diamond dust the materials for four different divination spells Four ivory strips and some incense for legend lore down the road. She's just packing stuff for future spells. Sure. And he, he can give you the, the divination. He talks a little bit about how you're going to need some meat or something freshly killed for it in sure. addition to the to the incense. Are you buying? Oh, we talked about the incense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just, you know, go through and he's he, he has uh, all those things. Yeah. And I, I have interest in also taking this pendant. It's already enchanted, but I'm looking at trying to make it a reagent for a, a different spell that requires a sunburst pendant. Would that be possible? Oh, yes. Uh, it's a, a dawn spell, correct? Is yes. It? I think that we could probably arrange something like that. Um, it's a it's a lovely piece. Did you get it in Lucida? I did, yes. Uh, from Grand Inquisitor Eudas, actually. Oh. Do you, do you mind if I ask the enchantment? Uh, it is actually a necklace of sanctuary. Oh. It is an amulet of proof against detection as well. So it kind of needs to be active, but would you be able to enchant it here? And how long would it take? I believe I could. It would. There would be a cost, um, you know, the materials. And, of course. And, and, of course, tithing to the church. Yes. It would be a, a hundred gold. And it would really it would t- take about ten minutes. I would, however, require that you take it off so that I can use it properly. And I understand if I don't know if you're concerned about people locating you currently, but within the sanctuary of the church, I would imagine that you would be okay for ten minutes. Is there any protective rings in the church, or like a permanent enchanted sanctuary area where I think I could be? Yeah, I mean, you don't know anything specific. Yeah, you just, just didn't know. You know it's kind of one of those head. things where tradition would say that this is kind of a holy spot. Hmm. And all right, make as quick of a haste as possible, and she'll take it off. Okay, for the first time since she's gotten it. Sure, and you know, sort of places it in front of him and takes out some little lines of incense, kind of those little sticks of incense. Yeah, and starts kind of going through some prayers. In the meantime, so while he's running through that, back within the cathedral proper in the pews, the father is obviously done with his prayer, and he sits back in the in the pew, and he kind of stares at you for a minute, Lucan. Uh, Lucan will finish his prayer and then sit back as well. So, son, you're looking pretty intense. Something on your mind? Well, just this and that, I guess. So which is bothering you, this or that? I think I may have made a mistake, so I'm hoping that Lucian can help forgive me and guide me back 
to the light. He sort of has a long pause and says, is that as much as you'd like to elaborate at the moment? Yeah. Well, you know where to find me. I appreciate it, Father. Anything specific eating at your sister recently? Well, I mean, I know she's kind of been worried about you marrying her off, which is something I had just recently found out about. Hmm. He says, that sister of yours, always worried about things that shouldn't be forefront in her mind. Well, I mean, we're also very worried about Nock and Faridwin, and she's been through a lot. You know, when the day comes for you two to get married, and I'm sure that day will come, you know that I'll be wanting to be a part of that conversation. Absolutely. And it's very possible that there would be choices that would be good for the family, and we know that that's who we are. Absolutely. But your sister's got to stop worrying about things outside of her control. Right now we're dealing with things that are much bigger than this nobility and the I'm... roles we play in Prince Holm. Sure. Well, we're definitely ready to uh, get out to the Pyrian lands and continue our research to try to detect and stop knock as much as possible. So, If you haven't grown up at this point, I don't know exactly what's going to make you two get there. We'll, we'll be good, Father. What's your end goal? My end goal? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be married someday? Oh, of course. I would love it. But right now I need to focus on Faridwin and not. I think that's exactly the attitude you should have. Yes. Get your sister there. Will do. Zan, back in the shop, he's going through his motions. And yeah. You kind of look out and you sort of see your brother and your father talking. Of course, you kind of wonder what that might be about. And you sort of step just slightly into the cathedral. Yeah, she's stepping away from where he's standing, I was going to say, and she's kind of pacing a little bit sure. watching it. And just you sort of feel uneasy for just a minute, just like you're, like the room starts to move a little, almost like you're going to pass out. And she'll like grab the door, sure. and hold yep. yourself there you for a second. Almost like splinter your hand a little, you know, and you sort of look up into the air and along the sides of the cathedral, cracks start to form and just popping, just loud noises just like in your head, like pop, 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 mm-hmm. pop all the way up through the center of the, the dome. And then it sort of splits and this darkness sort of billows slightly into the, the space, kind of whiffs down like it's going to go down towards your brother and your father. And you feel like you're just being drained. You know, you have the little inkling of when Faridwin had been using this darkness to sort of, mm-hmm. you know, put you guys through your pain. It's not really pain, but it's like this little hint of it from, you know, like a memory almost. Like when we were down at the Nock Temple? Yep. Yep. Below Lustum? Okay. It starts to almost, like it goes over to the, we have our own catastrophe in this church, right? The big sword yeah. that's hanging above the altar. And this, the darkness sort of wells up around it, almost creates like these dark wings that come off the side. And then it all just sort of stops for a second as a hand goes on your shoulder and you turn. Spin, yeah. And it's the Arkwright Bennett. And he says, I'm, madam, it's, it's done. She's just, like, breathing heavy, probably sweats pouring off of her head, and she's just kind of standing there still gripping the door so hard. I'm sorry, it's what? Your necklace is... Oh. She'll take it immediately and throw it on, (laughs) and then look back out into the cathedral. Okay. Everything looks normal. And uh, your brother and your father are getting up from their pews and kind of walking back towards the... A little bit where you are, maybe more towards the door. Sure. 
She's just going to kind of lean against the wall and just kind of try to rest for half a second from the horror she witnessed for a few seconds. Do I notice that she's all stressed out? Yeah, I think you would. Because she's leaning yeah. on the door, she definitely looks okay. to be in distress. I'll excuse myself from father and walk over. Dan, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. What's going on? I'm just a little lightheaded. Do you need food, or...? Maybe I drank too much last night, I, and it's just caught up with me or something. I don't know. All right, here, let's... Let's go uh, finish up with Father, and we'll get some lunch. Yes, let me grab my things, and she'll turn back in and get the stuff that she bought. Okay. And pay the money. Okay. All right. Should we go to the inn? Darwin. Yay. (laughs) You have gotten into your room in the Boniface Inn. It was exciting to see Boniface. It had been a while since you've seen that young guy. And you have kind of set your things in your room... You've been here a few times, and so you're kind of familiar with this space. You got a room right above the stage. You kind of like that because when they play their music, if you if you're up there, you you can sleep through any music. And you know you've got full armor on because you had come in through town and you had gone to the Prince Home College and spent some time swapping some stories, and you wanted to look your best. And so you've now gotten to the point where you sit down and you start to pull your boots off, and you get the second boot off. And just kind of stretch your toes and ready to just maybe relax a little bit. Maybe go downstairs and have a drink. And you hear a lot more noise. There's a lot more voices going on outside than there were before. Like when you walked in, there was nobody here. There was only there was one guy at the bar with his dog, which was like, like you almost wondered if the dog was dead because it was just so motionless. And now suddenly there's all kinds of noise going on down there. It doesn't sound like violence or anything like that, but it just, it's surprising because out of nowhere, you've got kind of a party going on. All right, I'll kick my boots under the bed and pick up my axe and head down the stairs just to see what the heck's going on. So you step out into the hallway, basically. It's like this big hallway that runs around the tavern. And so above the stage, the stairs are on the other end of the place. But you could walk either way, right? The whole, it's just, it circles the whole building. But you do see that there's a high orc on kind of right in front of the doorway on, on, on your left. You know, he's quite a ways away, but like he, he would be in your way on the way to the stairs. And then you see that there's another one opposite him. So he, that guy would be standing above the door to the end. And so basically, either way, you would be passing these two orcs. Both of them have crossbows in hand, and they're looking down over the scene. You look across the bar... And on the far end of the room, there is, like, the bars on the far wall. Boniface is behind the bar. And he he actually looks up at you when you step out. And you definitely get a look of distress. You recognize that he doesn't look like he's real happy. There's a group talking in front of the bar. Kind of a blue-skinned, orcish woman. There's a bunch of high orcs sitting around the tables by the bar. There's one high orc sitting... Actually, he's sitting on the bar to the right of Boniface. And then that big dude and his dog are still sitting at the bar having their drink. That's the scene. All right, so it's a balcony around. Yes. Yeah, it's a walkway all the way around. Fair enough. I'll head towards the park by the stairs and plan to walk past him and head down the stairs. Okay. Go talk to Boniface. So, downstairs... In, you know, sort of right underneath the balcony. And as soon as he starts moving, he would get a better look at the group talking in front. And so downstairs, you do have a human down there in kind of dark, dark armor. You have a 
what you're pretty certain is a, a woodland gnome. You can tell from, he's got this white puffball hair. Um, his, his beard is much more trimmed than you've seen most of them. Bizarre. It's look, yeah, it does. It looks really strange. It's not not a normal style for the woodland gnomes. And then there is another high orc, which who seems to be sort of with these two. Like you can tell with the body language and the way they're standing, and they're definitely facing this blue skinned high orc. Keep an eye on all them while I'm heading towards the stairwell. Okay, Hulk. We're in the same scene mm-hmm. as you just finished saying. Can't wait to get out of this town. You do notice that there's a dwarf walking along the above you. You do also see because of that dwarf coming along, because and he's in like full plate, like full on shiny lucite plate. And so he's he's come he comes walking towards he, uh, one of those or he's walking along and there's another high orc over there you hadn't seen initially, right? Like you now see like oops, there's a dude there, he's got a crossbow. What do you want to do? It'll take the dwarf a little bit of time to get to the orc anyway, so I'm going to let you guys decide what's happening downstairs. Azra, I'm not a man of violence, but I'm starting to run out of options. Where's my brother? Do you have copies of that information? Nope. I feel like you do. I feel like you want to try and force my hand. The guy behind the bar who's sitting, you know, he's sitting very familiar, you know, just in a sort of awkward way, kind of get in the space of Boniface. He hops down and he says, yeah, I'm away, old man. Where's your books? Which room are they in? And Boniface just sort of is a little bit frozen. He doesn't, you know, and he kind of gives him a shove and kind of rattles him into the side of the bar. Hey, where's your books? You leave him alone. He's not involved in this. Azra says, which room... Did you guys check out? Hey, do you know who we are? <laughs> I do. I do. So how dumb are you? You brought, I don't know, how many guys do you even have here? I see one, maybe two. Maybe. You got any more than that? She looks at the four guys sitting on the table. Oh, those says, are four with you? Okay, never, that's still not enough. They never taught you how to count in Wood's End. That doesn't matter. Do you have 20? You have 30? Are they armed with crossbows all in a superior position? Because that's what Natick did to us. That was the only reason why Natick's still alive. Do you understand that? She looks over at the guy with the crossbow. One guy with a crossbow. Oh! <laughs> I face down <laughs> demons. I'd like to cast mage armor. <laughs> <laughs> do I see the gnome casting? Um, on your way along the way, I think you do. Yeah. And these three look like they're against the entire bar. That's entertaining. They do. (laughs) As you get closer to, so as this conversation has been going on, you you get close to one of those orcs, and he actually does turn and point his crossbow at at you, Darwin. Excuse me, pup? I don't have a beef with you. Go back into into your room and everything will be fine. Hey, if I see him... Pointing the, the orc pointing the crossbow at him. Uh-huh. How close am I to Azra? Within melee. I would like to headbutt her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Urban Roll Initiative. Well, that seems like a way to get things started. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, the first to shoot is the one next to 
the dwarf, but he shoots down at Emmer. He sort of turns, and you can kind of see what's happening. And he, as you sort of close in, and he takes a quick shot. I did give him a disadvantage, though, because of the dwarf that's getting in his space. And so he misses. So you, a crossbow bolt, uh, just as you're coming through, this crossbow bolt comes flying past. The rest of them all sort of get up and start moving in. They, uh, they're a little bit tentative about what they're going to do here, right? Like they're not 100% sure because she hasn't done anything yet whether or not they're supposed to like murder or what's happening. And so you can see that they all, like basically this pile of guys comes rolling your direction. Nobody quite strikes yet. Weapons in hand, most of them have maces or like kind of makeshift maces, like, you know, clubs in a sense. And the guy behind the bar basically gets Boniface in front of him and pulls a hand crossbow, starts trying to hold you off. She kind of sees what you're doing before you do it. And so as you're coming in to, to her, she's going to take a couple of swings at you. So he's like reaching into headbutt her. And she's right. Gonna and she's going to like, she just sort of like pulls her stuff. And she's pretty skilled. Like it's it's quick. And she comes in and takes a couple of swings. She has a rapier in one, in one dagger in the other. And so she's looking for your points in your armor. Right. So like, and the, the first one, she's not having a lot of luck, but it's fast. Right. She just kind of flump, flies in. One of them, however, she ends up critting on it, which again, this is like the third time that armor has helped him out with that because she doesn't get to crit his armor. But she, do, he, she does land one, so we're going to... Aren't you glad I seduced Monsorum? <laughs> <laughs> I think we would have got it anyway. <laughs> 11 points. So you basically get piercing damage. She basically finds a spot and just slides this rapier in stabs you, pulls back out. The other two strikes into the work. But it is your turn. Oh, we're going with blades, are we? Nope. Grab the plus one long sword. Long sword. Great uh, sword out. And I just go for just like a straight, like overhead chop into her shoulder. Okay. I'm a bit an 18. 18 misses. Wait, what? Welcome to an important NPC. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the first time we've ever had some All right. Didn't you so, see your cast plot armor at the start? Big sword sword comes down and actually hits the bar behind her, like takes a knock out of the out of the bar, just with the tip of it, right? Just and she has sort of sidestepped out of the way. Well this is gonna be fun. Second attack? A knock into the bar. A knock. You mean a knock, like a knock tooth dagger? It's just all foreshadowing. <laughs> all foreshadowing. Yeah. The Demon bar, which I, did, I forgot to mention, has shadow wings. I'm just gonna put shadow wings on everything in this episode. Yeah, that sword's gonna possess you. You took a tenebris out of the bar. What? Oh, oh nice. Oh, oh. <laughs> Somehow that worked. That's not even a term. Second attack. We gotta like cast the group that here, so we gotta do it. Yeah, we gotta keep going. Oh, that messes. <laughs> all right. So, takes a swing and chops, takes another swing, and this, this girl's fast. Like, she is on her feet. And it's Hulk's turn. Actually, Relop and I were tied, so... Oh, all right. We're going to let Relop go. Go with Relop first, okay? You said that those thugs that were at the tables were kind of piling up. Are they close to Ezra? Like, in a 20-foot sphere? <laughs> close? <laughs> well, I mean, yes, but they're also within distance of can I, you guys like they're they're like on you like you are now suddenly like oh, i'm the wall of high order oh there are people okay we're mm-hmm. in melee okay yep <laughs> cool. Care cool, cool, cool. By a fireball. Right. how many people are like within striking distance of me then probably a good three okay i'll it's, take a step a, back and uh use the laurels of victory on the 
guy that's right in front of me? This is Scorching Ray, right? That would yeah. Just cast. Yeah, they all miss then. Okay. Carstrews. <laughs> kind of uh, okay. get a little bit flustered because they're suddenly like big Next turn meaty guys standing in front of you. All right, Hulk. Relapse turn did not turn the way you were hoping. All right. Well, I will go alongside Merc and I will draw both swords. One of the uh, Lucite Steel Sword and then Torador's Malice in the offhand. So we'll start with the first one. Okay. That is totally going to miss. That's a 11. All right. Mm-hmm. I remember you're getting a plus on the on the Lucite Sword, mm-hmm. but not on the yep. Torador's. But the Torador's will do a lot of damage. Torador's is... A 21. Totally hits. Whoa. Nice. Oh, Jesus. That will be 20 damage. Nice. I just slide that right in there. Make that save. <laughs> does she need to make a save of some sort? She does need to make a save. Per this new sword you just picked up? This is to Azra? Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. A DC constitution save. DC 15. Oh, gosh. Does a 1 do it? Nope. <laughs> oh, no. So it's a D4 damage at the end of her turn. Okay. Yep. And she'll take that and then she'll roll again after that, mm-hmm. right? And I'll mention to her that you're bringing this upon yourself. So, yeah, she's just completely out dancing Merc. And then suddenly, sort of out of nowhere, this wave blade comes out of Holg and just spews blood from her as, it, as he pulls it back out. Um, she's still standing, but you just, you did some serious damage. Like, she needs, she's going to need some help. All right, that was both hands, right? You, you yep. swung with both. And so, Darwin, upstairs, there is a orc in front of you. All right. Well, I'm going to try and pull the boy out of the fire, but he seemed to get himself in. I'm going to try and catch everyone down there except Boniface in fairy fire. Okay. <laughs> and then throw Boniface an inspiration dice. So he gets a D8. Okay. All right. And everyone else has to make a dex check. <laughs> okay. That includes all of you. Dex all save the- for fairy fight. I orcs plus our party. <laughs> I fail. And I it's rolled a three. 13. 13. Okay. Nope. 15. Nine. So Azra's going to pass and she's going to have advantage on his mark. So the whole room just glows purple. Everybody's kind of got this purpley glow, right? You know, and it's it's not everybody, I guess, but there's enough people in the room. I'm sorry, who passed and who didn't? Uh, Hold passed, I think. Hold passed. Okay. Everybody else. Yeah, everyone else. Hold looks rogy still. Two of the other orcs do not glow as well. That obviously does not include the guy next to you, right? Or the the guy upstairs. We're just talking about the people downstairs. downstairs. So as far as the group downstairs go, Azra is glowing, and there are two orcs that are that are not. One of them is actually the guy behind the bar. What exactly does Fairy Fire do again? It gives advantage on Spanish. attack, and if they tried to like be invincible or something, it would let you see them. Yeah, like uh, glowing. Okay. Everybody's kind of got a weird twinkle to them. Zan's used it before. Mm-hmm. It's my glitter bomb. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Little disco music plays. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're back to the thug. Relap, one swinging at you. Mm-hmm. Question. Yeah. Am I engaged with that guy? Um, yes. I will take my Sentinel attack against it. Okay, let me finish his swing here. Real up, you're going to get hit with 16 points of damage. Okay. He critted on you. Oh my gosh. And go ahead and take your swing. Is that guy very fired? He is. 
19. Hey, totally hits. Mace just comes down and cracks into your shoulder, and you think you might have broken a collarbone. I hit him for 13 points of damage as okay. I just pivot and come down in a sharp arc right across his chest. All right. Yeah, so he slams in, and the sword comes in and smacks him off to the side, and he's bleeding from uh, under it. He's kind of wearing kind of a leather armor and bleeding from sort of down his arm from it. Hulk, one's going to swing at you. One kind of swings at you, and you kind of dodge out of the way. Merc, one swings at you, and even with an advantage, he doesn't do it. <laughs> Merc, another one's going to swing at you. This one does hit. He just gets you for four. Really just sort of a glancing blow. The one behind the bar takes a shot. He's going to shoot at Relop. He saw the he saw the corkscrews and he doesn't like that. <laughs> and that'll hit. Light it up uh, for six. A little bolt goes sticking into your side, just like just as you're worried about your collarbones, and the bolt sticking out from underneath it. Okay. <clears throat> Did you actually just take real damage? I took real damage for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this wrong. Yeah, you really right. haven't been targeting <laughs> Spellcaster. One upstairs is going to take a swing at, at you, the one that, that you just Darwin. Uh, were standing next to. Yeah, Darwin. Wow. He basically, because he's got this dwarf in full plate standing in front of him, kind of he you know pulls a his own version of a mace and he takes a swing at you and misses. So basically, comes he freaks out and then just sticks this almost baseball bat looking thing and it just sort of goes boing off of your armor. The one that nobody had seen above them is going to actually take a shot at the dwarf as well across the way. <laughs> and so a bolt hits the wall behind you and you see that he's pointing at you. Azra's turn, she is going to Take a swing at Merc. Actually, she's going to take several swings at Merc. Get advantage on all of this. Shit, all uh-huh. of that. Yeah. Okay. For as long as very fire lasts. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Are you? I'm. I'm all right. <laughs> He's turning to real barroom blitz. <laughs> Are you ready, Steve? Andy. All right. Mix. So all three of these actually land. Like she just like go pop, 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 and just sort of finds spots in your armor, which is saying something because your armor is pretty legit. For a total, this is all piercing damage. Sorry, it's a lot of math. <laughs> I'm immune to piercing damage. <laughs> 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 this is she not. She gets you for thirty points total. <laughs> she just, just like stab, 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 and before you know it, you're just like in blood is just like pouring down the front of you. Ah. <laughs> oh her D4 damage now. Oh! And then also the saving throw. She did not pass the saving throw. <laughs> She's continuing to bleed. Merc's turn. Stacks. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Good. <laughs> After being stabbed three, it's like, Excellent. I'm going to do my second wind for uh, seven points of damage. Woohoo. Like to heal seven points, right? Yeah. And then I'm going to take. Uh, the first of my swings, um, I'm just going to start aiming at her legs, actually. Does a 25 hit her. Yeah. So I'm going to chip her. 13. Slashing damage. Should be a 15 dex save. I rolled myself a 20. Yeah. I don't care. I wasn't right. expecting. Yeah, this, this girl's got some skill. So she comes in. You sw- you know, you do slice her up. Blade definitely catches her leg and just sort of cuts down the side. And she sort of kips up a little bit. Or, you know, just her almost does this thing where her body just sort of folds in half in the air for a minute and then boom feet come back down and then i go for her other leg on the backswing (laughs) (laughs) 
for 25. All right. And I'll trip attack her again. All right, do it. 15 points of damage this time. And then still a DC 15 deck save. All right, she does it again. Like, you catch her, and she just... This time she, like, grabs your shoulder and then, like, pops back down. Like, this girl's got some acrobatics going on or something because she's still standing there. But she's bloody. She does not look great. Cool. I'm going to use my action surge. Okay. (laughs) Just not going to let it go, are you? (laughs) Oh, no. All this relentless killing. They only have holds. Oh, I think I might have missed. Uh, 16. Misses. And then I'll take my last attack. I did not roll above an 18 either time. Yep, misses. All right. Relap, it's your turn. All right, I'm going to fix this. Um, (laughs) Do I see the dwarf up there? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Uh, yeah. Kill him! Through, you know, there's a little V of orc. So fireball would fit in them. Just barely to see this orc. Right. It's largely the shining armor he's wearing. Right, right. It's just dwarf-shaped mm-hmm. shining see, armor. Say, okay. the way that you don't have your helmet on, it, oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, he doesn't yeah, have boots either on. right now. I don't yeah, have yeah, boots. yeah, that's part of the fun, right? He's bootless. <laughs> and bootless and helmetless. Helmetless, yes. <laughs> All right, I'm going to... Red beard kind of braided up in the back, you know, sort of down, down the sides. Okay. And just sort of big shaggy red beard. I'm gonna pull out a drop of molasses and slow everyone on that side of the bar. So they all need to roll wisdom saving throws. DC 15. Everybody secretly said yes, they're high orcs, and they remembered that Hold was here, and they were like, I'm "Not gonna say that." <laughs> just kidding. I am going to burn this town. Down. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. He knows a lot of high orcs, so <laughs> Relon might beat you to it. Wow. I don't know if that's a good wow or a bad wow. So but the guy behind the bar is unaffected, but the rest of them did, including, which is big, Azra. That's nice. Minus two to their AC, right? Minus two to AC and dex saving throws and can't use reactions. Going off of that, I am going to run towards the stage and they're, yell out. They're going to swing at you. No, they're not. Can't use reactions. No reactions. Oh, they are. <laughs> <laughs> That's slow spell, man. Yeah, it's brutal. It's so nice. Um, Run to the stage and get your lead out. (laughs) And then I'm going to yell up to the dwarf, get back in your room. (laughs) In common? No, in dwarven. Oh, fair enough. You hear that in dwarven. Okay, so that'll help things because, yeah, it was looking a little scary with her. So, yeah, there's not a lot probably that everybody sees at this moment, but now Hulk, it's your turn. You know, he yeah. he did this quick thing, but it's not quite visible, I'm sure, that they're that they're slow. Well, I mean, like, their movements would have slowed a little bit. Well, I'm just saying, like, because they haven't gone yet, you know what I mean? Asra doesn't have evasion now. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> if she didn't already use it. All right, we'll go. we will continue swinging at her right. since this whole ad- advantage thing now. Okay, she has a minus two on her AC, right? Uh, AC 20. It's... Uh, that would be 14. All right, so you come in, and this is just, uh, that was your Lucite sword, right? Yes. Comes in, stick it in her side, it kind of goes up on her ribs, in fact, and you pull back out, and she just sort of slumps down in front of Merc, and just, like, she actually just still had her hand on his shoulder from, you know, hopped up, and she just sort of drops down, and, like, her hand just sort of slides down his front as she drops to the ground. As you pull the sword out, you do notice that a tally appears on the sword. First one for Hulk. Shame, shame, I know your name. (laughs) (laughs) 
Couldn't have been more appropriate for yeah. who you got it from. Ah, worth it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and then I'll offhand. Is there another one that's probably like on the other side of Merg? Yeah, they're all kind of piled up. Right. You can so you can that. completely pick so a target the, uh, at this point. The Malice Blade on one of the other ones that's lit up AC twenty again. Hits. Uh, one damage. Can't see. <laughs> okay, slow down. Can see. All right, just relax with your. So you take that immediate damage. Yes. He'll take four after his turn. <laughs> okay. That was hold. So, Darwin, what are you going to do? All right. Yell back to the weirdo little gnome. <laughs> In Dwarven. I love these I have to save the boy. And take two swings at this pig that's in front of me. Okay. 19? 19 hits. Uh, seven damage. All right. Big axe comes in, slams into him, but he just sort of side glances in a way. All right. How about a 15? Hits. Uh, for eight. Right, so that guy takes a couple of axe blows, but he sort of dodges out of the major hits, you know, just enough to kind of bloody him up a little bit. As we need at least through. one alive. You need at least one more. <laughs> yes. All right. I'll, we'll start with the one up there. So he's going to swing back at, Dar- at Darwin, and he completely misses. Like, roll the one, misses. Just, you know, looks like <laughs> kind of a fool. Ends up sort of slamming. It's, it's almost like a bat with like snails sticking out of it and he sort of hits the wall and takes a second to get it back out and just kind of looks foolish and then downstairs basically each person is going to get it somebody to swing at them and so relap i ran what? away yeah you ran oh you ran away yeah. bravely <laughs> okay sir robin away give me props <laughs> so we'll start i guess we'll start with home so i would like Hulk to take my sentinel attack okay this would be the guy that just got hit by Hulk. Mm-hmm. That guy goes ahead and misses. You're a not a shot. Merc, one swings at you. Right. Can I take my sentinel attack against the one at Hulk? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Now, is he a glowworm? Yeah. Okay. Does a 27 hit? It does. I would like to trip him. 15 total damage, and then it's a DC 15 to be tripped. And he drops. Guy hits, like. lands prone. Boom. Con save for him. Four points. Four points. <laughs> No, it's it does the damage and then the save. He did took the damage already. Oh yeah, yeah. he took the. He just rolled but he didn't get it, so he would have it. So remind me. <laughs> yeah. All right, guy behind the bars take a shot at a running mage. <laughs> he misses. So bolt hits the wall as you get to the stage. Bolt goes by you. Okay. The other one up there, he's up in the rafters, but over the door, the one that didn't have an axe initially on our map. Um, he's also going to shoot at the mage. You're glowing, aren't you? Yeah. He just gets you for two, just like grazes you as a bolt goes by. And we'll take two more swings down close. So basically each Holg and Merc will have somebody swinging at him with those, those guys. So you're kind of being surrounded by these dudes. They don't have a whole lot of tactics, but there's a lot of them. Holg, the one that misses you, kind of swings in. Ooh, both of you. So they, basically these sort of wild swings come through, and it doesn't affect you. Azra is no longer fighting, and so that means it's Merc's turn. So, there should be the three of the four thugs should still be standing. Yes. There's one behind the bar. Still two in the rafters. I will go for one of the standing ones. Some standard little crisscross. Crisscross. Attacks at him. Does a uh, 20 hit him? Yes. Oh, wow. Much better. This is a standing one, right? Yep. One of them had been wounded. You want to get back at that guy? Sure. Uh, He takes 14. And then I'll take my backswing attack at him, coming at the other angle, does a 25 hit. Yep. Nine damage. Okay, sw- swing in, just catch him enough to where he sort of sprays a little bit of blood, and then as he kind of looks down at it, you come through, 
with your sword the other direction and just clobber him. Just like goes right into, like right under his neck and just like hacks down. And the guy sort of twitches for a second as he falls to the ground. So you drop that dude. Reload. Looking back at the bar, the guy behind the bar, he's got somebody in front of him, right? Yeah. He's like holding somebody. Yeah, the old man from the Boniface, the guy who owns the place. I don't see anyone else that would constitute boy in air quotes. Like yeah. anyone else in the bar? No, other than the guy at the bar. And, and the guy with his dog? Yeah. That guy's just been sitting there drinking. <laughs> While this whole fight's going on? Yep. That's he's amazing. Just, he's just still at it, having his drink. And the dog, dog has, has now moved. <laughs> it like slightly, like the body dropped next to it and it sort of like looked up for a second. And then like went back to bed. <laughs> <Noir>. Nice. <laughs> okay, in that case, I'll target guy holding Boniface and cast blindness on him. Okay. Constitution. If he gets it, like, nothing happens, right? Yeah. Yeah, nothing Damn. happens. All right. All right. Uh, Hulkster, there is a guy on the ground there. He's okay. looking pretty messy. And then there's, there's still the, at this point, two other guys right in front of you. The guy in the bar and then the guys okay. in the rafters. Quick reference, the soul sword. Mm-hmm. Do I understand what that mark means? I don't like, think so. Because it's, it's never come up. So I don't think you would actually know. I don't think that'd be okay. part of your background i don't i don't think unless lucan showed if you want like you could take a quick no. like religion check and just see if Luke it pops out i never shown him anything yeah like you're like what the heck is happening <laughs> they give me some weird sword what's happening here all right well then let's take a swing on one of the other guys on merc okay uh one with fairy fire still yep ac 20 it's uh that'll be 15 damage nice good jab Okay, and then my offhand, I'm going to take the Malice Blade, and we're just going to poke that guy on the ground. Okay, you're my hero. <laughs> and then, I like the scene where he's just like um, fighting, and then he's just like, oh yeah, spin it. Jab. AC 17. It's uh, six points of damage. All right. And the guy just sort of like spews blood out of his mouth, and then just drops. Like you're, you know. So much for keeping a guy face. alive. Well, I was going to try and There's still plenty of people to keep alive. <laughs> I wanted to see the, like, bleeding stack. For science. <laughs> it's for don't, research purposes only, okay? Don't make it weird. <laughs> for your health. So at this point, we've still got two down there, two mm. in the rafters, one behind the bar. Darwin? Put an axe to the head of the pup again. Okay. Twelve's probably not going to hit him. No. Second attack. Axe swings. 23, so that should hit. That hits. Oh, so close. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, a, still it's a seven, so yeah. 11 points. That was a long walk for that dice. All right, Axe comes in, swings, he sort of dodges out of the way, and then another one comes in, catches him, and he's still standing there, but he's looking a little nervous. It's probably worth noting that they're not used to seeing a lot of dwarves, right? So this guy's like, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> It up, again, uh, he's going to swing back at you. He totally misses, so he swings in and then... He's starting to look a little bit panicked. Downstairs, we have, we're have we going to have one swing at Holg and one swing at Merc. Sentinel Strike. And the one misses Merc. I've started with you because I rolled two dice, so I'm gonna, so he misses you. Holg, he's going to hit you. Evasion. Sentinel Strike that, I'm assuming? Yes. Okay. Evasion yeah. is going to, or Uncanny Dodge is going to do half damage, is that what yep. it is? I, including the evasion, you're just going to take three. Okay. 21 for 13 points of damage. Okay. Okay, that guy's looking pretty rough. Sword comes in as he swings at Holg, and then Big Blade comes from Merc and catches him. And he's got sort of blood coming down his front. They're going to continue to shoot at the mage. So the one shoots from behind the bar and misses. The one from upstairs 
That guy's gonna hit. Um, he gets you for five, so a bolt does catch you kind of in the leg. Just not quite deep, but enough to hurt. Uh, that covers them. Merc's turn. Still think this is worth it, boys? Gonna do an intimidation check? Uh, sure. That's one. We don't even need to roll. Okay. <laughs> they laugh. At they you. taunt you. <laughs> All my friends dying is totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, I've, we've killed their leader, we've killed like half of them. Totally worth it. All right. I fear no man. <laughs> no, that's my line. Brian, Brian's going to play the orcs now. <laughs> Does that take my action? Uh, nah. You could say that real quick. Maybe. Okay. And then I... <laughs> it didn't work. What the heck? We'll just we'll call it good. Sure. The one that's bleeding heavily with the prairie fire, I will uh-huh. swing at him first. Okay. Nice big old overhand chop. 21. Yep. And then 12 points of damage. So you come in and just... Boom, just hit him right, basically cleaves his head. You just catch him right in the skull and slide your sword back as he drops to the ground. Yeah, as I'm kicking him off the sword, I do a spin attack, go for the, the last guy's leg, and I believe he is not very fired. He is not, you're right. 15? Yep. I'll go ahead and trip attack him. 19 points of damage and DC 15. He doesn't drop. He, it's a good hit, and he sort of sidesteps, but he keeps himself up. All right, relapse turn. I'm going to go ahead and, seeing as how I didn't get a blind this guy, I'm going to go ahead and change it around and cast Magic Missile at third level. Cool. That's the guy behind the bar. The one you don't need to roll to hit. (laughs) (laughs) I ignore your cover. 16 points. Sort of moves, because there isn't a lot to see for him, so it sort of zones in and sort of smacks him in the face. Right. He's still holding Boniface, but it's disconcerting, right? Like, as these things hit him. All this light is sort of bursting into his face as these darts come his way. Holster, there's one still yeah. in front of you, and then the, the one behind the bar. Okay, and then, the one in front of me by Merc, I will take a sweet roll. I'll be AC 23. Hits. That'll be 19 points of damage. Very killy. <laughs> I tripped. <laughs> what? Or in Spanish, muy killy. You just slide it in, hits, you know, goes right into his gut. Pull it out, and you just know as soon as that happened, you got him. And he buckles down and just sort of like looks at you as he falls, and then another mark on your sword. Ha! <laughs> uh, I will turn and point my blade at the guy behind the bar. All I need to know is where my brother is, and you can walk out of here alive. We'll keep it in combat, so we'll wait for him to have a turn to respond. Darwin. All right, I think Fairy Fires. Done its job of making a mess. <laughs> Has it though? Uh, and I I'm feel, dying over here. <laughs> I feel a little bad for the man. So I'm gonna go ahead and drop fairy fire. Oh sweet Jesus! And <laughs> I'm gonna throw him a healing word. Oh, gentleman, oh, third level. How? What's the range on that guy? Sixty. 60. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. So there's four, five, six, seven. Ooh, nice. And then I'll take a swing at this. <sighs> You're like, is Lucan here? <laughs> I'll take Lucan a swing doesn't have that spell. Yeah. We didn't Something have Lucan in his wandering hands. Yeah. <laughs> he's, wandering he's so hands. touchy. <laughs> he's getting real Joe Biden with it. Oh. And I rolled a one, so. I got a little too much stuff going on. All right. So you feel this feeling of peace as suddenly you... <sighs> feel a little bit better. <laughs> but then you look down and the crossbow bolt still sticking out of you. 
Great Relapse going to like him more than me. I just can tell right now. Everybody likes you more than you. I don't know. Right. So, Nailed it. Ooh, sick word. <laughs> I appreciate it, though. Got it in one. The guy behind the bar says, let's go, boys. And he pushes Boniface forward, and then he runs. going to go sort of north on the map and head towards where the X was originally there. He's going to head out. There's a kind of one of those flappy things to get out of the bar. Mm-hmm. And he's going to flap that out, and he's going to head towards the kitchen yeah. door right there. He starts running. Guy upstairs starts to try to disengage from you. So that's what he's doing for his turn is sort of disengaging. He's going to start backing away. And then the guy upstairs, not everybody can necessarily see him, but like Relop can see that guy's headed. He starts running and he whips around the corner and he's headed for the stairs. You killed the last guy that was outside of us. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I was not engaging the bar guy because there's a bar in between us, correct? Right, right. And he had Dang. backed off and had the, the guy in between. He's hoping for the sentinel strike to freeze him in place. I know, right? So, they're all darting. How far did he get? He's basically at the door. Can I get to the door? How far is it to the door? Uh, you can get right in there. It's right at 20. It's 20 feet? So, I go the 20 feet, get in front of the guy that was behind the bar. Right. You have to kind of walk over the dog. But, yes. <laughs> well, I got 30 feet, so I, I'll take a step around the dog. It'll be okay. <laughs> Don't even bother you. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Excuse me, pardon me. Can I get a refill? <laughs> Go and engage that guy. I will try to grapple him. That's not the face of a success. Mm. I got two tries, but uh, <laughs> 17. You beat it. Yep, so you grapple him. He's just about to go through the door. He's sort of turning. Got his back to the wall because he doesn't want to turn away from you. He goes to turn in, and you just sort of dart around, hop over the dog. The guy grumbles something about spilling his drink, and then you catch him. Just as he starts to churn, so basically your arm goes around his uh, around his throat, and your uh, other arm kind of wraps around and grabs him by the arm, and so you've got him sort of choke holding him almost. Right. I'll actually uh, take out the knife. I'll just let the sword drop. Pull out the knife that my grandfather gave me and put it to his throat and say, "Hey, okay, where are you going?" Relapse your turn. I can see the two guys on the balcony, right? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna cast. Scorching Ray, two at the guy that was shooting at me, and then one that's running away from uh, the dwarf. 13, 13, and 23. They all hit? I think that's a first. <laughs> Pretty sure that's no a first. <laughs> not a Well, they all corkscrew, but they all hit. Right. <laughs> that's not how Mark explains it. Corkscrews are solid missions uh, every time. The one that was fighting the dwarf, nine points. The other one, uh, 16 see them almost converging, you know, they're coming together. And then the one that had been, he's really watching the dwarf. He's really like being careful about that as he backs off. And it's like he can't decide whether he's going for the stairs or not. And you catch him and he drops and he hits the rail and just whips around and like falls down onto the stairs below and just sort of slides down the stairs. Blood's (laughs) just sort of like running down the stairs behind him. The other guy gets hit twice kind of yells out as they they both hit him and he's just sort of standing there looking down at you like he's not sure whether he doesn't want to go down these stairs anymore i smile and wave at him okay folks turn i'm gonna walk next to merc again and just state i'm like you know the information i want you guys can walk out of here alive and we can just call it a day we're starting (laughs) to run low on patience and you're running low on personnel (laughs) The guy at the bar, the, the guy drinking his drink, right? Says, I think he's upstairs. 
<laughs> That's amazing. All right, I'm gonna just like use the pummel and just <laughs> knock the guy that Merc is holding right in the face. Then okay. <laughs> Does he go out? I can roll it out. Or yeah, yeah, it's fine. We'll have it okay. Good enough. Bam. Darwin's turn. There's still the guy standing up there. This is not the guy you were fighting. He came from the other side, but he's okay. sort of standing there after the spell had hit him. But I heard that they said that this other high orc's brother probably upstairs. That's what, yeah, you heard that. Yep. All right, so I better throw some more loving to the gnome before he passes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ooh, there you go. Right have now. 14. Ooh. Oh, I am. Fine. Whoa. Beautiful. Don't get too attached to him, please. <laughs> <laughs> and before this guy runs back and slits the brother's throat, I better take a couple swings at him. Oh, bonus action. Right. Gotcha. 20? I'm going to close That's him. That's funny. Just like <laughs> heal. <laughs> and that is for 14 damage. Oh, God. Jeez. And then does a 13 hit? It does, actually. Yep. That's what you're looking for. All right. So the guy, he's sort of looking, he doesn't know where to go because he's got the stairs in front of him. And so you sort of walk up and you put your hand down at this gnome and the gnome kind of like smiles up at you and sort of thumbs up. (laughs) And as he's just trying to figure out what's happening and suddenly this axe comes in, slices through one side and he kind of like looks up and then the other one just takes his head off. Oh, and it kind of flips off, flips around, hits the ground, and rolls into a corner. Sorry about the mess. So, uh, yeah, I will ask Boniface, which room did they rent? While he's staring at us blatantly, <laughs> coldly, and I'm going to put a, a gold piece on the counter. Sorry about the mess. Uh, and he just sort of spits out four. Right. Oh, hey, that should be that up one. room four. All right. Well, they're coming up the stairs. I'm going down the stairs okay. to check on Boniface. Okay. So, yeah, as you start to walk that direction, here comes this dwarf full lucite plate, which is not what you would expect, right? Like, the plate that he's wearing looks like the ironclad armory. I think you fought armor that was dwarven plate, didn't you? Wasn't that one of the things that came alive? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, the animated. Like, at the very least, you saw it, but I think you fought it. And, like, this is what the plate looked like, except that it's lucite steel, which is not your expectation, right? You want it to look more like what Merc wears. I wear dwarf armor. But this sort is of, very uh, sort of, make armor, yeah. you know, it's, it's definitely this lucite steel. Some of the craftsmanship seems to be a little bit more what you expect the Warbin to be, maybe a little bit sharper in its design. So it's just not what you're expecting. He's barefoot, got this big red beard and red braids coming down, and he's kind of in your way as you start to go to walk up the stairs. I just, um, thanks for your help. Excuse me. And I'm just going to do like that awkward, like, side shimmy like on the side, and just, okay. just, just kind of push myself off of him. Like. Kind of gray-skinned, high orc, dark hair comes pushing by. Hey, Relop, come help me search these bodies. Yeah, I was gonna. While everyone's doing that, I'm gonna start doing ritual uh, detect magic. And apparently, I'm searching the bodies. <laughs> All right, is Boniface got any damage or anything doing? No, he's a little bit in shock. Like this was a pretty big moment for him being held hostage with a guy pulling a crossbow out from him but he's no he's okay he's a little bruised up but that's and he thanks you and offers you a drink pour me some mead pours you mead and he gets another ale for otter is the name of the guy he says i knew you had it it's all good otter said that you know the the guy at the bar all right so you go up to four room four door's locked 
Not for long. <laughs> okay. As you go to pick it, are you here inside? Like, I just want to get out of here. Yeah. Working on it. It's not your brother's voice. It's somebody else. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna finish picking this lock and okay. swing this door open. High orc standing there. He looks like a lot like the other guys. There's a short sword sort of sitting next to him, and he's point. He's sort of pointing like like he got rid of his weapons, and he says in orcish, he says, "I I just want to go, and I just want to know where my brother is." As soon as you sort of step in, you see him off to one side. He's sitting on a bed. He's been gagged, and he's tied up. I kind of do like that little like flinch at what? <laughs> <laughs> Roll intimidation. We'll see how high he jumps uh, with with advantage. Eighteen. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he, like almost sort of hits the wall. Almost like he's just he's giving you a wide berth. Nadik knew you uh, you were in on this. It was Azra. Azra. She told us this was the way to go. Get out of here. And see a book. He says thank you. And he sort of darts out. So everybody else sort of sees this guy. Come darting out, and he's pretty, he's still got his hands above his head. You, pup, get over here. Start cleaning. You left the mess, you clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> I like this dwarf. He sort of stands there like, me? Yeah, haul these corpses out of here. They're your friends, you take care of them. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I was leaning against the bar with my axe sitting on my shoulder. <laughs> watch him clean. <laughs> can, can, can I wait till the big guy's done going through their pockets? He'll show you which ones to grab. You grab and go. Merc, you find about 13 copper. We're rich. <laughs> we can retire from this life. What's this? Crime. We? 25 <laughs> silver. They're going to hold that 13 copper from us, Sam. God damn it. I knew it. 18 gold. I did. Oh, wait. There's actual money. 4,500 platinum. What? Yeah. In addition to that, you find four healing potions, like Mother's Milks. They forgot to use those. <laughs> she didn't really have time. And two of them have candles on them, like sort of beat up candles. They don't seem to have any wicks. So it's just these candles that are missing their wick. In addition to the healing potions. Yeah, that's, that's what I, I was tripping on. Too. Yeah, I was, I was, I was hearing like potions and then with candles. No, no, no. <laughs> two, two of the orcs have on their person. Do they show up as magical? They have a very slight enchantment on them, like a residue, almost kind of a light. Does anything else show up uh, as magical on the? Does not. No. I uh, hand the two candles over to uh, Rila, and then uh, I think I give. Well, I don't know what to do with these healing potions. What do you do with these things? <laughs> believe you drink them. What? They don't look good. <laughs> they taste like chocolate milk. <laughs> or minus, the, minus the chocolate. <laughs> it's Ovaltine. It tastes like vanilla quick. Chocolate mother's milk. Can I identify those? You, do, you think that they're just maybe something churchy? There's nothing like... I mean, you go ahead and like kind of try to identify and there's mm. you don't get a, a definitive answer but there's something maybe it's almost there's like a reagent of some sort or some something. sort of religious thing yeah okay. some sort of religious thing and you're not sure what all right well so maybe the twins would be able to tell you well thank you for your help you're welcome who might you be my name is relop from woods end oh i've been there it's been decades but i've been there actually i'm north of woods end in the great wood there too how far north of the great wood have you been Hmm, probably 30, 40 miles into the woods, yeah. You've never seen the Elf Queen, have you? No. 
looked, but never found. Hmm. Interesting. Talked to a few elves, but never the elf queen. Learned a few songs. Hmm. What brings you to this kingdom? In search of a good story. Always in search of a good story. You're not going to find anything good here. A compelling story, though. That you might find. The uh, high orc is Holg, the one that you met on the stairs. That's a mercenary. You can call me Merc. From the song. Yeah, it's from that dumb song. It is, but it's catchy. That's one way to call it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so, I thought Waggahall was the dumb. Oh, no. That guy is a, a blowhard that led a traitor into the midst of the church. Ah. Oh. We really don't need to fix this story. As you can tell, I'm kind of glance around and switch to Dwarven. Not exactly allowed. So you're a bard. That's exactly the story that we're using. Do you play well? I'm passable. I pull out my lute and kind of pound out a couple of old songs from up north. Ah, lovely. You recognize what he's playing? A little rusty, but it's very passable. It'll at least get you through. (laughs) It'll cover for here. Running up to the uh, Dwarven Kingdom. Well, towards the Dwarven Kingdom. Haven't been there in ages. Almost a century. What are you looking for up there? Everything, it seems. I'm on a quest to get Scrying Stone. It's an orb of Venra. Our options are Fire's Heart or a Dragon's Lair, so... Fire's Heart would probably be a safer bet. That's what I'm thinking, but the uh, two clergy that were in the song are traveling with us, and they're heading up there for something. I'm not exactly certain what their motive is. The rogue is going because it seems like a good time. Well, it's always a good time to travel. Where have you come from? Originally from the Dwarven Kingdoms. I've traveled the realm extensively looking for inspiration for a song. I've written many songs, but they're all pretty simple and common. Easy tunes to memorize and hurt a lot, but something that isn't something to remember for the ages. Little tunes like, I don't know, Bishop and the Goose Girl, Tinker Tanner, Village Smithy. Simple common songs. Bar tunes. I hate them all. (laughs) (laughs) So you're a real bard? Yes. Oh, interesting. I actually trained at the College of Knowledge and Valor in the Dwarven Kingdoms. I hope I can trust you not to betray my uh, illusion, as it were. We bards must stick together. We really do. We really do. (laughs) I'll just sit and have a beer with Darwin for a while. So upstairs? Rapidly letting my brother loose. Okay. He's a little beaten up. Kind of got a black eye. I mean, nothing nothing that won't heal in a couple of days. But mm-hmm. when you untie him, he kind of grabs you. He's obviously happy that you came. <laughs> it's okay. I've got mom and dad. I'll be taking you to them. Oh, good. I was wondering. I didn't know what. I hadn't seen them. I didn't know if they'd come to some similar fate. No, they're okay. We're going to get you out of town. Where, where are we going to go? You and mom and dad finally be able to build that farm that you've always dreamed of. Farm, huh? Yeah. Well, I guess that sounds pretty good. And especially after what you guys have just gone through, you more than deserve it. Where are they? They're at the Dearborn Inn. Is that in town? I don't know where that is. Yeah, it's the edge of town. Alright, I guess I'm headed to the Dearborn Inn. I think it'd be best if you uh, came with us and we'll escort you. Who else is here? A couple of my traveling companions. Probably have a few stories to tell. Uh, there's there's enough stories going on about us that you've probably heard most of them already. He kind of looks at you quizzically. 
Yeah, you know that dumb song, the Champions of Light? Oh yeah, Light's Champions? I know that song. Motion, raising my hand above my head. <laughs> He's just, are you the orc page? <laughs> I'm going to tie you back up. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like rolls back and he kind of gives you a little punch. Yeah, I push him over. <laughs> Come on, let's, uh, let's get you downstairs. Let's get you a drink. That sounds all right. Is that guy that he knocked out wake back up? It does eventually, yeah. Are you going to tie him up or something? Or I'm just going to not tie him up. But just be sure that I'm there when he wakes up. He's just laying there next to the bar, and you guys are standing there having a drink, so you can kind of keep an eye on him. So when he wakes up, I'm like, hey, friend uh, had one of those bank discs that he gave to his family. Went missing. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you? He's sort of getting himself back together. He says, I think Ezra gave it to Natick. Well, that was the funnest thing she did all day. Hey, so you want to get out of here in one piece? Yes? Question mark? So apologize to the bartender, and you can leave. He's got to clean his mess first. Well, didn't the other guy clean it? <laughs> well, he's still working on it. It's a big oh, guy. you can help, you, you can help the other guy. But you apologize to the bartender first. I, I'm sorry, sir. The old man says, I don't think I want you back in my establishment. <laughs> well, at least let him get the mop first. Oh, I have a mop. Finds it, hands him a mop. Kind of a bucket full of water. Well, get to work. <laughs> All right. Get downstairs, get to the bar, buy my brother a drink. Uh, if his brother's looking worse for wear, I'll throw a healing word on him. Yeah, I mean, it's he's probably down a few, yeah, you I mean, know. So if you were something light. Yeah, it's only D4, so. Yeah, yeah, that'd probably do yeah, it. I'll give him three. Three, yep, that'll do it. So he's his bruise just sort of clears up. And then help out Merc and Relop while I'm standing there watching him. Pass them back and forth. Uh, introduce Merc and Relop to Rolf, my brother. Ralph, kind of. Rolf. It's got Rolf. an E at the end. Rolf the dog. Did you just call my brother a dog? <laughs> All right. Well, I was thinking, like, we're all on the floor. Right. Right. <laughs> we're selling some Lucite armor off tonight. <laughs> all right. So, you yeah. like you ran it. into oh. some trouble. What was the whole deal? People decided they wanted to try and extort me, and I ran out of patience. Understandable. So, the orc page, I'm assuming? Uh, yeah, that's the orc page. Yeah, my eyes are just going to roll at that. <laughs> Rolf laughs again. I push him <laughs> off the bar stool. I mean, he did more than just, like, page work. Like, actually, he did almost zero page work. <laughs> Staying unseen is a good part of being a page. It kind of fits. I guess. So, were you really there? Rolf asks. Yeah. Hold. Yeah. It's, With- uh... Kind of changed my views on a few things. So this witch, you saw her? Yeah. Saw her. She nearly killed us twice. Huh. We should have killed her the time I... Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, was <laughs> I, sh- I didn't hear what you said. No, we should have killed her that time. Yeah, we should have killed her the first time. Huh. Got a crazy couple of months. Yeah. It's been an experience. All the more reason that you and mom and dad need to retire to a nice small farm. Oh, your farmers? They're about to be. That'll be an adventure. Uh, well, I'm a, you know, I'm a dock worker. It's kind of like farming. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's always been something we've talked about. So, are your parents farmers? Work on a farm? Yeah, they're about to be. They're laborers too. They might want to start by working for a farmer first while they build their farm. Yeah, they'll figure it out as they go. Learn by doing. 
They're hard, they're hard workers. They're hard workers. Eventually, I think they have enough to get them through for a couple of years. Ah, well, so we got a nest egg then. Maybe they can struggle through it. Well, should we go to the Dearborn Inn and collect our compatriots? Yeah, we're putting all of these, and I'm going to motion to like the corpses that are now lined up as they're cleaning them up. I, I point to other hierarchs. They're going to deal with that. That's their problem. Haul them to the Undertaker. Good call. Potiphar says, I prefer that you didn't leave me with these two. Oh, they'll be done before we leave. Yeah, we'll follow them out first. And... So is... Lucan and Xanafia here as well? Somewhere. Yeah, we're going to meet up with them at Dearborn Inn. I would love to hear all your stories. Yeah. Just wait until you get a whiff of Lucan. <laughs> Interesting, then. He will give you all of the glorious details. <laughs> Perfect. And you guys said you were heading to the Dearborn Inn? Yeah, after these guys uh, wrap up their chores. I'll go grab my gear and Stay here until they wrap up, and then I can meet you there. That sounds good. That sounds. I'll even buy the first round. Ooh. I'm in. Hulk's <laughs> <laughs> an easy uh, storyteller. Don't say I'm easy. <laughs> <laughs> but you are. That's why I'm easy. All right. All right. So a little bit of time passes as these two hierarchs clean things up. They do get a hold of an undertaker and send these bodies off. A little bit of gold coming from the dwarf here. He sort of pads a few hands as they show up. The twins went back to Parliament House. Right. And had talked about wanting to spend some time with your parents. Before we leave for three months or whatever long, however long we're going to be gone. So just spending time with family Great. in general. So if you have anything specific, otherwise we'll go to the Dearborn. Nothing specific. Unless you have anything. Lucan and Xander hanging out alone. At some point, Lucan will talk to Zan about stuff. Okay. Hey, Zan. She'll be out in, like, the garden area where her mom always stays. Okay. That's kind of where she's spending most of her time while she's Kind of a balcony over there or something away from mom's space? Uh, She'll be where mom usually is. She's not there right now. Sure. Just by, like, reading or something. Yep. Overlooking the garden. Yep. Yes. I ended up talking to father about this uh, arranged marriage business. She's not going to look up from her book. She's going to keep flipping. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have to worry about it for some time. That's good. The father knows that what we're doing is very important, and that is a priority. So kind of a nice relief to hear that he's going to let us go about our ways. That's good to hear. So just wanted to let you know. Perfect. Thank you for speaking with him. Yeah. So how about a game of Dragon Chess this afternoon? I think I know where the old board is. Sure. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> what do you think the others are up to? Oh, nothing too exciting, I'm sure. Shopping, bumming around Prince Holm. Hopefully Hulk's not getting into too much trouble. I don't know enough about his past to know otherwise, but my <laughs> guess would be yes. <laughs> awesome. We'll just play. But everybody's meeting at the... I believe so, yeah. yeah. I'm going to guess that the people from the tavern probably showed up first. Do you want to take a short rest? We can call it relatively close. Yeah, once you get there, you can have enough time to hang out. It's kind of along the western gate. And right across the road, the road going out west, which is pretty close to where the First Men's Forest sort of headed that direction, there across the way are the owl silos, which are the it's the grain silos, granaries, granaries, how you want to say it. The family. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, 
kind of a landmark that's readily available. People are familiar with owl silos. But most of you have not really paid much attention to this other complex across the road, which is the Dearborn Inn, which is really more than an inn. I mean, it's a really large complex of buildings. It's probably technically one big building, but it's sort of like built, creates this giant courtyard in the middle. There's a forge in the center of it, and there's off to the west side of it, there's stables. And so you've basically got inn, stables, forge, and they're all run by the Arasias, which are called, they're nicknamed the Dearborn. And this is an inn that very much caters to people that are traveling in and out of town. The Arasias themselves, a lot of them spend a lot of time patrolling the First Man Forest. It's kind of their thing. And as you enter, what because there's no nobody that they know with the group, they ask you for your credentials in a sense and just sort of ask you know like there's a it's not exactly like an inn like any other place where you almost need like an invitation or kind of a reason to be there in a sense and so what do you say to that is it everybody or is it's, it just at these this three point, it's Mark, you guys yeah that when the when the i was gonna make sure we were Amistasi separating in between up, they will they will recognize yes. somebody will you'll be cousins of yours you know fair i just want to make sure they yep. the listeners knew you were talking about these three okay so and, well, four, right? Because the dwarfs with them. Now. Oh, is he coming with them? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, by the way, it's Saradin and humans here. And so the person you're talking to is a Saradin. You can call me mercenary if you'd like. Uh, and then uh, we are here to meet Xanafia and Lugan Anastasia for a uh, sojourn northwestward. Mercenary the Strong. Well, that's a name people call me. You can call me Mark. Really? I like that. Mark. Hey. Merc, Merc the Strong. Another guy goes, what? It is not. Uh, yeah, I left it up here. (laughs) 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 Sure hope you worked out. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, he lifted a pew to bridge a chasm. (laughs) Oh, you were going to start singing there for a second. I don't probably play it if you want. Would you? Can we come in? May we come in? Let me correct myself. Fancy guy. Yes, yes, come on in. Your when when will your uh, Amastasia friends show up? Later this evening. I think we uh, tend to stay the night and head out first light. All right. Fair enough. You haven't seen two other or high orcs come by since I did tell my parents to meet me here. Oh, yeah. Oh, what were their names? Yeah, what were their names? <laughs> You're making me cut for your lore check? <laughs> you lore son of a... Lore's name. <laughs> I don't know anybody that was... Yeah, yeah, this guy can't remember his own name. In all fairness, we just named them today. Okay. Oh, wow. okay, okay. We had never actually... We named the brother, or he did, but we never named the parents. I'll allow it. Yeah. Mom <laughs> and dad. Mm-hmm. It'd be uh, Mama. Papa. So it would be Fen and Fila. Oh, yes, yes. Nice couple. They came in, they, they kind of uh, offered a lot of gold to stay. And? Well, we took it. All right, where are they at? They are in, and, you know, it gives you a kind of a rundown. They're all listed out in lingual num- numbers above the, above the... It's kind of like a, almost like a motel, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the kind of thing where there's a big courtyard and then there's rooms that all... You enter from the outside, and there's two levels, okay. and so they're at. We're gonna call it 4D. Okay, I'm gonna look at my brother. I'm like, let's go find mom and dad. 
I'll catch up with you guys later. So we're going to head to the room. All right. Knock on the door. So, Relop, would you like to play or sing? I'll play. Fair <laughs> I guess we'll perform for him. All right. Okay. Right there in the courtyard? Just start playing? Sure. What instrument are you playing? All mine are wind instruments, so unless they want to hear a drum, which probably wouldn't accompany well. <laughs> so we're going to let him play the lute and I'll sing along. Tell me to roll a performance on this? <laughs> I am proficient in it. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Bing, boom, boom, twink. Uh, ten. Okay. Just passable. Proficient, right? Alright, let's see how well I sing along. That'll be a 23. Nice. So I'll sing it in the form of satire to fit in with the barely passable loop play. Substandard loop play. If you really sing, I'd give you advantage. Then you get even better than 23. I can pass on that. (laughs) Alright, so these two start running in. So what are you playing exactly? Is it a specific tune? Lights Champions. Lights Champions. Are you doing the Lights Champions? (laughs) They they asked for the Lights Champions. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Now, now, important note: Are you saying Wobber Waggle Hall or are you saying Relop? <laughs> I'm just saying the gnome. Oh, we'll leave that blank for now. He kind of staggers a little bit because it's like the it's all based off of of meter, and there's not enough syllables. So you're like, lights bar, the gnome, <laughs> and then right. you point to him. What happens? I'm like that guy. That guy. No, no, I'm not, <laughs> no, I'm not going to point anyone out. Uh, all right. All right. Such a gentleman. Mm. We'll just keep it simplistic. All right. There's a there's a pretty large general store here too, and so you kind of get everything you need at the Dearborn Inn. There's there's a place to sleep. There's a forge. There's a general store, and there's a stables. I'll go ahead and perform for a little while. So if anyone wants to take a short rest, you can get the song of rest. So you have an extra D six. Ooh, that's true. Nice. I am good, yeah. but oh, he's going to add an extra D six to whatever you get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good yeah, to be a bard. That's yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> so that's handy. what Relop always does. <laughs> <laughs> so you get to the door. Allegedly. With your brother. Mm-hmm. 4D. Rapping on the door. Cracks open. It's got a little chain. And it's your mother. Hey, Ma. Shuts it immediately. Wow. Well. You know, to get the chain undone. And then she opens it back up. <laughs> Gives you a big hug. I let her hug me. Okay. Still. Gives you a kiss on the cheek. Thanks, Ma. <laughs> Dad's there too, and you know they're just sort of sitting in the room. They're not sure what to do with themselves. They feel a little out of place. This is not their normal yeah. setting. Did you get comfortable yet? He says I'll be more comfortable when we get out of town. I definitely agree with that. We've been talking, and we're a little concerned because we, even though we've always talked about a farm, we we don't know that we know what we're doing. Uh, you can hire hands, I'm sure, to help you with the basics for a little while. It's probably true. We'll be happy to get out of this town. And I will be ecstatic to see you out of town. It's quite a place. Have you looked around? No, not yet. I'm going to do a bring him over so that uh, he can stay out of trouble. I think I can keep my eye on all of you if you're all in the same room. Your brother says that bed looks really great. And he kind of goes over and plops himself down. So I'm not going anywhere. Good. Tell you what, you guys freshen up. I'll let you know when the twins are here. Introduce you. Since I guess you're going to be traveling for a little ways with us. Like awkwardly back out of the room. <laughs> okay. 
all three of them just sort of like stare at you and this it is it is awkward yeah, yeah. <laughs> just slowly close the door behind me <laughs> but i would like to grab a couple of things from the stable if that'd be all right horse and saddle and whatnot but do they have a vial of acid by chance at the stables no nah. <laughs> they don't at the stables do yes, they know horses? <laughs> You've never heard of them? I just want to see a horse walk upright. <laughs> Different acid. <Whoa>. Um, <laughs> do you know where you could get a vial of acid? He says, I'm sure that there's a place in town. The person you're talking to is a, is a Saradin. He introduces himself as Highbold. I'm certain that you could find acid in some spot or some sort of alchemist. I don't know that we would have any here, even in the in the general store. Hmm. You know, the quartermaster, uh, Payless, would be the person to ask here. I mean, he, he takes care of things outside of the stables. Okay. I'll go introduce myself to Payless. You know where I could uh, get a vial of acid around town? What are you going to do with acid? Kind of looks like you're a little bit perplexed. I'm an adventurer by trade. And the last time I needed acid, I didn't have it. So I'd rather have it and not need it than... Need it and not have it. He says if he wanted to go back out into town, I'm sure that he could probably find Badger's shop. Have you met Badger? I don't believe I have. He's a gnome like you. Well, I don't know if he's exactly like you, but he's a gnome. Okay. Where would I, uh, where would I find Badger? He gives you a rundown and it's actually a little bit off of the bower. It's kind of in the east side of town. It's northeast. Oh, okay. Kind of gives you a street name, you know. Right, right. Appreciate the information. I'll uh, flip him a couple of gold and be on my way. Run over to Merc. I need to. I need to go pick up something real quick. Yeah. It's gonna be a quick in and out sort of run. I don't plan on. You want me to go with you? Or you no. Let me know. No, I just wanted to give somebody a heads up. Well, I'm trying to remember what we did with that horse. Oh, I've got plenty of horses. I've got all sorts of horses now. I know, but the riding horse that we had, that I had. Is that Boniface in, I think? I've got a riding horse. I just bought one. Oh, okay. Well, our assumption, I, I guess I would have to assume that if you're going to leave the Boniface in and go to the Dearborn, you would probably bring... Yeah, we probably yeah, brought the chest stable and your horses stuff. and stuff, right? Uh, I don't know about the chest. Oh, after I leave my parents, I'm going to go find Relop. I need those documents out of that chest. Oh, yeah. Did you forget to get them? I don't know that the term forget is the term I'd use. Misplaced in memory is going back into town anyway, so I can grab him. You do have the rooms for the night. He didn't refund any money. Or right, anything. right. Like you bought right. the yeah. rooms for the night. Yeah. So I'll go pick up the documents and then uh, swing and talk to Badger about getting a vial of acid. Badger's really kind of a shifty little dude. You feel a little dirty just talking to him. <laughs> It's kind of a little stall that he works out of. Right, right. And he says, uh, acid. What, what do you want the acid to be able to do? Are we well, talking like acid, like, uh, you know, add some vinegar to your food? Or are we talking like burn somebody like, alive? I don't know that I'd use those terms, but some sort of caustic acid is what I'm looking for. Caustic, caustic. Burn somebody alive. Okay. That I got. <laughs> now it feels dirty. <laughs> hmm. Burn somebody alive. Well, that seems like a little bit of a pricey item. How about 
he's got a few things so, like this big cloth in front of him and he sort of like pulls the cloth up and he pulls out things mm-hmm. so you can't see anything he has to offer and right he pulls it out it's just lumps under a blanket mm-hmm. at the moment and he says hey you know and he pulls this vial you know what uh what would 50 gold look like be worth your while 50 gold well i mean this is gonna burn somebody alive right certainly they're a lot worth 50 gold for a life what kind of jar is it in it is is it super a- sketchy uh, it's in a glass jar. You can see it's kind of a greenish color. It's got kind of a rubber top to it. it looks sealed. I'm in a hurry, so I really don't have time to bargain with you. 50 will be fine. Can I interest you in anything else while you're here? I'm good. I How about a potion it. of poison resistance? No, I think, I think I'm good with just the uh, acid. How about a scroll? <laughs> just while I was about to walk away. Not that you would... Probably use it, but somebody might use it. I've got a scroll for a spell called Earth Tremor. Are you interested? What kind of spell is that? I guess it makes the Earth Tremor. Can I take a look at it? Yeah, you lays it out in front of you. It's an arcane spell. Do I know what level it is or anything? Or? Not offhand. You'd have to study it a little bit. Okay. But you, it looks legit, written in a way that you're like, mm, that looks, yeah. I don't deal with magic. Well, but, uh, maybe you could resell it. 100 gold. 100 gold? 100 gold. <sighs> Alright. I'll buy it. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I just want it off the streets. <laughs> I'm just keeping it safe. <laughs> and Noma, she says, you won't regret it. Earth Tremor? Earth Tremor. Please tell me this guy's wearing a bowler hat, by the way. I'm surprised you didn't do a Cockney accent. <laughs> <laughs> Funny little man in his Just a sad little king on um, a sad little hill. I'm going to bolt before I end up spending way more money than I... Okay, what about a... No, yeah, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Got a wand. Got Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got some acid. So back at the Dearborn Inn, the twins show up. They get to play tonight. What? <laughs> Since when? Oh my god. <laughs> we'll bring the horse that I was riding and the cart. From Parliament House that we brought to there when we arrived in town. Sure. We'll bring that with us since we know that's part of the situation. Uh, did our parents give us like anything else? Would they have helped us out in any other way for our trip going up? Right. Just curious if there was yeah, any other. Just their love. <laughs> that's We're ready nothing. now. Yeah, no, it's fine. All right. So we'll show up. We'll get that stabled and then make our way into the inn. I'm still playing the song of rest on my handbikes. Hi. You show up and there's a dwarf standing in the courtyard. There's a forge that's sort of tented in the middle of the place. Okay. We've, we've been here before. I what say. time of day is it? have, but like not recently. Not recently. It's, it's, it's the evening. Long, like it's a childhood memory of this place. It. It's the evening? It is. By this point, yes. Yes. Okay. Dusk has passed and it's it's a nice, cool summer evening. There's definitely a fire going at the forge. There's a couple other fires here and there. It's a pretty big courtyard. It's a pretty big place. As you walk into... There's music playing. Relop at this point is off buying acid, apparently. But yeah. there is a dwarf in full plate. He has his boots on, correct? I have my boots on. All right. Red bearded. He's got red braids coming down. Look on, look. And he's playing. Um, <laughs> he's going like, to point pan, him out. Pan pipes this time. Playing the pan pipes. Pan playing pipes. an Elvish He's got a few options, so I needed okay. to make sure I knew what, what he was playing. A dwarf. How about that? <laughs> you literally hear that. A dwarf. How and about it, that? And then Lucite Armor. Reason. That's not something you see every day. Yeah, that is I some, take a bow as I'm playing. Very nice looking armor. Uh, Lucan will throw a gold his way. <laughs> if you got like an open hat thing or something. 
No, not even. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, he's just throwing gold at your feet then. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Merc. Hey, uh, Holg. Yeah, How Merc, have Merc, things been? At, and yeah, by this point, Holg, I think you probably came back down, right? Because you had left all weirded out earlier. Yeah. How have things been? How was your day? Uh, it's been a day. We yeah? brought the cart and horse. Yeah, my, my family's ready to get out of town. Your family's ready to get out of town? Yeah. Did we know Did we Wait. know your family were coming with us? What do you mean? Oh, yeah. I talked with them. They decided they want to actually... That reminds me. <laughs> Do you have any connections to families that may want to sell a lot of land? Hmm. I mean, father owns a lot of the farmland around here, but not far past the forest. Why? My family would like to start a farm. Well, that's fantastic. And you're going to help support them in this? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Noble of you. Let me see. I'll check with father. And she'll start making her way over towards the place where she can do a sending spell. Okay. She'll start sending to her dad about farmland and, and Any land that okay. you have that is the farthest away from the city. Farthest away? Okay. So, okay, good to know. Thank you. I will make my way over to hold okay. after I finish my song. Okay. She'll be a little ways away from you, but everybody else will be there. Is this Lucan that you were talking about? Yeah, this is Lucan the Odiferous. A uh, good evening. Ah. <laughs> Ignore Maybe we hold. can modify the song to fit that. <laughs> Lucan reaches out his hand and says, Hi, I'm Lucan, the champion of light. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even there! <laughs> He's not Lucan. The there it is, the yes. acid. My name is Darwin Stillhelm, oh. the bard. Great to meet you, Darwin. You're very good. Thank you. Paul was telling me part of your story, and I've heard part of it from the ballad. Oh, boy. If Hogue's telling you, uh, I can't imagine how the story went. I'm hurt. Kindly, for the most part. Has he drawn you anything? No, but I look forward to that. <laughs> oh, funny. Well, hey, join us. I'm ready for some food. I ordered the first round that I promised. Give him the gold piece that got tossed at my feet. Pay <laughs> <laughs> him with your own tip. <laughs> Beautiful. Does Father get back to me at all? Just so I can get back into the conversation. So what do you ask? She's you asking that? about available farmland lots far away from town, but within our purview, if he knows any that are for sale. He says there's plenty of land south of town. People were lost during night's day. And so if you have people that are wanting to work the land, you can certainly find a spot for them. I have a few sendings, so I'm going to try to do a couple okay. of them. Because I haven't cast any spells today, period. She'll ask for the farthest away and that they're looking to buy the land, not work for anyone specifically. And as far away from Prinzel as possible. But they will produce food for Prinzel. He says that might be something we could arrange. Something in the area of Forum Lake, perhaps? That would probably work perfectly, Yes. I mean, she's kind of doing this back and forth. And then gets whatever information she can get to arrange that and have it happen. Okay. So you might decide at that point, send a courier. Yeah. Spend three gold or something throughout okay. the course of the night. Easy. To say, like, let's... She'll write up a letter or she'll write up, up something. process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she'll work with that with him and then make her way back to the okay. group. Yeah, so the idea, he's got a plot, basically, that's southwest of town. It's pretty far southwest of town. Close to Forum Lake. Forum Lake is mostly surrounded by noble country houses and things like that. But if you go a little bit further northeast, that's more just farmland. Mm -hmm. And much of it was burnt during night's day. Mm -hmm. And so there's certainly a place, you know, places where effectively peasantry that were just 
murdered that murdered. Murder. They're gone. Yeah. And so they'd absolutely be happy to have people kind of rework that land. Mm-hmm. You'll have to do some rebuilding. And they would certainly be able to sell a plot. It wouldn't be huge. Yep. Sell out a plot. Probably a thousand gold would do the trick. Okay. Perfect. She will arrange all of that and try to get it going today if possible, and even for the morning if possible, so we can send them off in that direction. But she'll finish that conversation, thank her father, and make her back. that's pretty exciting that your family's going to attempt to start farming. Yeah, it'd be great. I have some news on that front, actually. Father knows of a plot of land that's possibly for sale near Forum Lake. So it would be more southwest from where we are going, but they would have a place to be. You can do a lot of fishing there. You don't have to worry about all the nasties that are in the sword sea i think we can do that we're doing a courier for the morning we'll have everything written up for them and then we can figure out how to supply them and get them on their way okay does that work so start it why is your family leaving town again do we know the bard hello (laughs) (laughs) i assume you're darwin this is my sister xanafia xanafia this is darwin wonderful to meet you Likewise. Yeah, she'll hold out her hand for whatever greeting you want to do. Bow over her hand. <laughs> what brings you to this area, Darwin? Stories. I'm looking to write a ballad for the ages. I've written many commons songs. that I want to write something more important than a bar tune. What have you written? Songs like Tinker Tanner. I know that one. Village Smithy. I know that one. I mean, I love writing... The songs and the lyrics are memorable, easy to learn. Yeah, the crowd but favorites. I want something that's a magnus opus. I want I to see. write I have song a song for the ages. I have a question for you, Dar. Where did you get that armor? That's very nice looking armor. Well, I had it made. My father's a crafter of mithril and adamantine back at the forge. Under the mountain? Yes. I prefer something mm-hmm. different. So I commissioned this. While I was traveling. Do you primarily stay here, down in these lands? Actually, I've traveled all over the lands. Um, mm. I've been through the Pyrian lands. I've been through the border wood. Have you gotten any resistance for your armor while in the Pyrian lands? No. Hmm. She kind of look, looks over to Lucan and looking at Lucan's armor and then saying, We're going that direction and we just wanted to know if we were going to draw unwanted attention. It's no. good news. For the most part, they're pretty easygoing and... Forgiving them quite many things. Is there any custom in particular we should be keeping in mind while traveling up there to not earn their ire? We're heard justice is swift. I just don't want to step on any Avoid any mention of knock or tenebrous, but aside from that, you should be fine. <laughs> Have you been up there since night's day? Oh, no. I've been this way for probably the last decade. Where were you at night's day? Actually, night's day itself, I was on the road traveling. So okay. I'm slowly been catching up (laughs) gathering stories you were lucky you weren't in any of the major cities well yes and no it's much harder when you have to gather everything in second hand accounts (laughs) was there anything we can answer your questions of we were all on lucidum he pulls out a big huge spell book (laughs) (laughs) pulls out a pen anything that you could share with me I'd love to hear Guess who doesn't shut up for the next half yeah. an hour? Zan's just going to walk away. <laughs> okay, right in the way. <laughs> yeah, Lucan will tell him everything that he encountered. Zan will sit and occasionally interject things when he starts going into hyperbole. <laughs> and trying to keep it way more realistic. But yeah, she'll tell him everything you've heard 
perfect. You know, he writes down everything and tries figuring out who would be the most interesting, mm-hmm. which different angles to write. Whether it's better to focus on one or the whole party. Because obviously, I got the ballot of Light's Champion, <laughs> but to something make, with a counterpoint would be nice too. I start to make sure that Darwin knows that the Light's Champion song's wrong about the Orc Page and Wobber Waggle Hall. I've figured that already. <laughs> Excellent. I'm sure I can work on some rewrites to pass around. But you're working on a counterpoint. What angle do you want to take on the story? Really love to write epic ballad of love, loss, triumph. <laughs> Benefia, I think if you had a romantic interest, that you'd make a great star for a story. I'm, and she kind of goes a bit blushed. I'm, I'm sorry, What? Can Lucan roll his inside to see if he notices uh, sure. Benefia at all? Yep. You'll, you'll fail it, I'm sure. Crit 20. First time ever! First inside check that he ever got! It's because it's his sister! That is amazing! I'm out. <laughs> I quit the show. <laughs> he, he sees her blushing she and blushes. just gets this complete up. shock on his face. Like, what? <laughs> Lucan joins the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Welcome. Welcome. Finally. Please come play Dungeons and Dragons with us. <laughs> oh. oh man. Yeah, you're seeing her like stammer and stutter over herself. She's like, wait, what? Like in Lucidum, like during night's day? I sh- what? <laughs> He's in shock. He's just listening. Do you have someone special to you? <laughs> you mean romantically? Of course. <laughs> It makes the best songs. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with you, but no, no, not at this time. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Such a shame. I, I, I wish I could Let's help. Let's see if we can <laughs> dig anything. Do you want me deception? I mean, what are you, what are you, what you trying to do? Uh, Persuasion? Insight to see if I can. So do you want me to do deception for a sure. contest? Sure. Sure. I get to roll a d20 tonight, you guys. Hey! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Is bad. <laughs> My deception is I got a six. <laughs> you sense that yeah, she's hiding okay. something. Yeah. Is it something you prefer not to talk about? I mean, do you often talk about your romantic entanglements in public? I mean, that's not really proper not manners. S- uh, I'm not talking bedroom <laughs> dalliances. I'm talking <laughs> you have somebody that you're romantically inclined towards. Uh, no, no, not 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 at this point. No. Uh, z- Sam, we need to talk later on. <laughs> I don't believe we do. <laughs> Does this have anything to do with that letter? It, we, we discussed this over the campfire, but never mind. I'm I'm sorry. I'm Ma- sure we can take a different name. Master Darwin, uh, I mean, if something were to come up, I certainly could try to reach you, but... Absolutely. We, we can always take a certain angle if this embarrasses you. <sighs> well, I just came out of the blue. I apologize. So you want to center the counterpoint story on, on me? Well, that was one angle. I mean, we can always look at the group, or we can even look at Hoag's family, and maybe even show how the common citizen was affected by these major troubles of our oh, time. I like hey, that. I like that idea, sir. I, I like that idea, too. Okay. Lucan, I, I, I took five gold off my representation list. representation so. of how the lower class had to deal with this. Fair enough. I like that idea. Maybe I'll even travel with your family for a while. I would like that. I'm not sure how many bandits there are on the way to Form Lake, but you could certainly protect them. We were going to do so going north, but if that's where the land is... I could travel with them easily. We can converse the entire way. 
Wonderful. So, yeah, Lucan drops five gold overnight. I took it off my list. Okay. Good things. Oh, for Great. the drinks? You'd buy drinks, food, or okay. anything. Definitely want to know mm-hmm. what happened in Lucidum, what happened in Brium, what happened here in Princeholm, because mm-hmm. unfortunately, while on the road, mm-hmm. I didn't arrive until almost a week after here in Princeholm. Okay. We weren't in Princeholm when it happened, so we couldn't really relate to that, other than that they burned all the fields. Did we ever find out who burned the fields? Cultists, I believe. Pretty much assumed cultists. I mean, I assumed that, but I... Yeah, I don't or know. was it a riot? I don't know. Did, have you heard anything, Darwin? No, unfortunately I haven't. That's why I'm talking with you, because... Yeah, I mean, our family has enemies, but... I, I it's imagine... always a possibility, yes. but... Yeah, yes. Uh, I guess I never really thought of that. We just figured it was part of the attacks. But I don't know why people didn't necessarily attack us in that way to starve the entire realm. That doesn't help them. That's a good point. I figured it was those nasty goblins, but I don't know if they're up. They were up in this area. Maybe. Briam, I know, was attacked by a, a creature from the Sword Sea, similar to what happened in Lucidum, because as we told you earlier, there was a creature that attacked the Lights Tower yes. there, and it was attacked by the wizards, but the tower wasn't complete in Briam, so another creature came and destroyed their entire dock yes, district. I, I believe that creature had a name, too. Sort I can't of recall animal. what it was. Maraboli. Maraboli. Maraboli, yes. Ah, yes. Uh, they tore down their entire dock district, which unfortunately is where all the lower class of the city lived. A number of them died. A lot of them tried to take refuge into the higher part of the city, which I'm assuming you've been there before. Yes. Uh, and she kind of stops for a second and thinks. She's like, the church didn't respond well to what happened. How unfortunate. There was a bit of a rebellion, and a number of the Pishholm tried to siege the upper levels and they were put down quickly and made example of darwin do you follow lucian i do to a certain extent i'm not we're not here to convert the bard (laughs) however i I I pay homage to all the gods in fact (laughs) since you are part of the clergy i do have this holy symbol that i found 50 or 60 years ago but i've never been able to identify She'll hold her hand out. Uh, I'll show him the iron holy symbol. So what is it? It looks like a bloody hand. So go ahead and roll your religion. Hmm. Both of you can roll. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Mark, are you looking too? Sure. D20s. I rolled a 20, then a 2. 18. Uh, 5. 18. The 18s do recognize it. It is symbol of Zotan, which was the war god. It's the fallen war god. Have you ever heard of Zotan, Mm. Master Darwin? No, but I could probably dig something up now that I have a name. That's who this so is. That's very helpful. It was just a curiosity. Since I've never been able to identify it, it was a fun bit to... I've seen mention, mention of it in the history books. Lucian tried to get him to join, but all he wanted to do was be involved in whatever fighting was happening. He just relished in the fight, not necessarily sides. Ah. So, um, Where did you find this? I don't even remember. <laughs> It's been so long. <laughs> I know I found it along the roadway near an old ancient campsite, but that's all I remember. You do remember orcs. Uh, I can't remember the deal, but there were uh, orcs there involved. Some, there were some orcs nearby. Uh, maybe one of them dropped it. Maybe it was something from decades before and it just got kicked up out of the dirt. That makes sense. It took quite a bit of scrubbing to get it even in this condition. Does it look like pristine? Does it look old and battered? Does it it's look old? It's old for sure. Okay. Well, it's in decent condition for 
probably how old it is. Which I'll hand gives, it back to you. Gives you a little bit of a, a weird feeling because it reminds you of the remember the Nock Temple. Yeah. With the something about the artistry seems similar. Like time frame must just be an old, old style. Old same idea. Yeah. yeah. She'll hand it back to you. It's just an interesting piece. It is. It's always great to find out new lore. <laughs> well, the little that we know, we can. We're certainly welcome to help you. I'm trying to think of anything else specific. Uh, we haven't really been many other places since Night Day. We've been to Lucidum, then to Briam, and then to here. There's small villages in between. Uh, there's also been monster attacks on the road. If you if you go on Lights Road between Briam and Lucidum, there are creatures coming from the sea that are attacking people on the road, so just be careful if you're going down that direction. Yeah, I didn't see any when I was traveling. Okay. Doesn't mean they weren't there. It's, no. When you're traveling alone, you don't draw near as much attention. That's fair. Baron, we're about to head to the Pyrian lands. Did you hear if any of those lands were hit hard on Night's Day? No. Like I said, I've been down here for a long time, so it's a long travel to get to Pyrian lands. How long? Um, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, I traveled straight across to the border woods, so I don't know if you went straight there. Yeah, he, he went full-on across the, oh. the the top of the map. Okay. So he, he hasn't recently made Fair. that journey. Strict good estimate. <laughs> How long it'll take. Because he's actually spent a lot more time in Woods End and in, okay. in the, the border wood. Well, I mean, if you can escort Hoag's parents to their farm and make sure they're safe, that would be wonderful. Absolutely. And Hoag, anything that you have to fill me in on how the common people fared on Night's Day would be excellent. Unfortunately, I was on the road with the rest of the group, but I'm sure my family would definitely be willing to share their experience. I'd love to meet them. We have to make sure that they don't think of you as a page home. Oh, we'll make sure we get that song rewrote. I I can easily add a few modifications. I'd love to hear a version. And perhaps a version of Tinker Taylor? Oh, uh, I, I don't play my song. <laughs> what do you read? Might be a knockout a tune or two. I'm open to sing with you as well if you'd like. I'd love it. Anyway, your parents? Uh yeah. Let's uh let's go take them their dinner as well. They don't want to come down here? Well at least invite them down, I guess. Sure. It's not like they're in danger or anything. It's safe here in the end. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, he goes up, and as he, after he leaves, the, it all centers around the forge in the middle of this place. Mm-hmm. And one of the Sarad in there, his name is Navain. He's a cousin okay. to you. Yeah, we'll go speak. We should speak to Anils too, at some point. That's fine. And Sorry. he says, you're all headed west, correct? Indeed. Does he come to our table? Kind no, of? Northwest. He's, yeah, yeah. Well, he's, and he's just kind of talking to the group. You okay. Know? And this is somebody, I mean, you don't know him well, but, yeah. but you know him. You distant, know. distant cousin. Yeah. He looks at Merck specifically, and he says, you need to lighten the load a little bit. If you're going to go west, what are you walking around with all those swords for? I like being stabbed. The best way to get stabbed is to have a sword. <laughs> you need to let me buy those swords off of you. Pick out your favorite. Sell me the others. You have three great swords on your back. Correct. No, I gave one of them away to the, the armory. armory armory last oh, okay. episode. So he has two. Gotcha. <laughs> well, and do you have a, just a long sword as well, right? 
What's your backup weapon here, sir? Let's do this thing. Give me some steel. You pick your favorites. I'll buy the rest off you. And your friend who walked off has three short swords on him. What is he doing with those three short swords? I will buy them off of you. And you, my cousin. (laughs) Uh, Yeah? What's going on with that dragon sword you have? What about it? What's your primary weapon? I pull out my Lucite steel sword. Mm -hmm. And this is, and he kind of goes to your soul sword. This is your backup? Correct. So what is this sword? And he points at the dragon sword. It's my watcher. It's your what? It's my watcher. It's your watcher. It keeps an eye out on things. Can I see it? Sure. Is there a problem with carrying multiple weapons while in Pyrian lands? He says, once you've been in the in the wood, you'll recognize that you can't carry a bunch of extra nonsense. You need to go light. And an easy way to go light is to get rid of the extra weapons that you have on you. It's ridiculous to carry all of this stuff. You're why do we have jingle to go, why do we have to like go? a reindeer? So he holds the <laughs> sword out, and he says, you come with me. Tulukan? All right. Tulukan. Okay. I go with him. And he kind of walks you into this sort of side there's you know there's multiple sort of shops along the way and this is kind of the armory of the place and he says this is a very nice blade that you have your lucite blade is your primary weapon correct correct and you have your soul sword i'm not going to ask to see your soul sword (laughs) i appreciate that i have a trade in mind uh this blade here you see you don't even know what it's called (laughs) (laughs) Lauren's torch is uh quite valuable Larson, to me. Larson's tor- tor- Larson's torch is quite valuable to me. I understand that. He says, I do happen to have something that I think would be an equal trade. You tell me whether you disagree. And especially knowing that you're going out of town. And understand, too, that we're family. Yeah. Right? I trust you. Cousin? <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> I'm not some vendor on the street. This is a Dearborn? Yeah. 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 He's actually the, the head of the forge. Yeah, sure. There's like... The Dearborns, there's oh, yeah. somebody that's in charge of each section, and this, is the, totally this is the guy. Yeah, yeah, there's no reason not to be, but he's he's definitely like interested in your blade. Small armory here, there's weapons behind him and that. And he pulls out from behind the counter, and he sets it in, it's got kind of a cloth on it, and he pulls the cloth off, and there's a, a helm of mithril. Ooh. Completely matches your armor that you're wearing. And he says, this is the helm of Viatoros. It is a helm of comprehending languages it's uh it's a barbute helm which means it has kind of a comes down your nose and then it comes around i could be a spartan and it would very much match what you're wearing but he says this was worn by a hero from the first empire who traveled throughout the realm found hospitality wherever he went um in addition to being allowing you to understand languages that you don't currently know it also will give you uh, the ability to be comfortable in whatever climate you're in. So if you're in the desert, or if you're in the Arctic, you're going to be comfortable where you are. I will trade you evenly for your sword, which you don't need. It's a backup for the helm. But did you know it gives me an advantage on initiative? <laughs> and we can't be surprised when we're sleeping. That's amazing. <laughs> I hate to tell you. That's amazing. Um, yeah, that's a good point. That's the offer I, I have for you. Can, you I buy this, can I buy this helm straight up? I have I'll a lot of platinum much. with me. How much gold do you, or would you be willing to offer? Can I roll a history check to see how much I think this would be worth? 
Oh, go ahead and roll. Sure. Five. I rolled a 16. You actually have heard of Viatoros before. They sometimes use his name in inns. Like, it's a, hmm. a hospitality thing. Like, this guy, like, went around, you know, like, made friends among everybody. Okay. You know, like, different gnomes and elves and dwarves and whatever. And so, you, you know, if that's the truth, it's intriguing to you, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, no, this is very intriguing. I, um, I want it. I just right, don't want right. to give up the sword. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> he says, I very much would like to trade the option to that sword. I think that it's... That's Excess true. metal is unnecessary. And this is from a smith. I, under, I, I I think that it's unnecessary. You wouldn't be willing to trade even. Well, I have some of my companions would probably love... Well, I know at least one of them that would probably like this sword as well. So, be able to take this and trade it away for something else and not give it to my companion. But it's a, it's a nice item. What's the history behind your sword? It helps watch over us. We're going to be on the road for over a month. On the road with people that may not speak the same language as you. On the road in which the temperature might change at a minute's notice. Don't get me wrong, I really want this helmet. But we were just met with bandits. I dealt with bandits not too long ago. And I'm sure we're going to see many more bandits on the road. Is there a price at all on this helm? I'm not, I'm not going to leave without this helm. <laughs> <laughs> Would you leave without the sword? Would really love to keep this sword. He says, well... You won't give me a offer? You won't give me an idea? I, I do have platinum, like I said. How many platinum would you think this would be worth? I, I don't know the economy of this game. With a, When it comes to magic items, you don't. Like, that's yeah. the idea, right? Like, you don't know I, how much I this have, would be worth. I have 80 platinum right now I could hand over to you. Well, I don't think I could part with this for anything less than 1,200 gold. I will give you 1,200 gold and, and, no, and a like platinum 12. piece if you... Or will like you're gonna straight up give him twelve hundred gold plus the platinum piece. Mm-hmm. I hate to see it go, but I'll I'll do that. Fantastic. <laughs> Here you are. <laughs> Thank you so much. I love that you as a GM were trying to like whittle down his offer. He just gets more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he offered more. Yeah. I Obviously giving sword. you too much gold. I love that yeah. Sword more than yeah. yeah. That's you wanted that to be a tough choice. At the table, I actually wanted to speak with Darwin about something. She's going to reach into her satchel and pull out a dwarven brooch that she ah. has. Um, yes, it's definitely dwarven. One of my mentors gave this to me as a reminder to acknowledge the viewpoints of others. Can you tell me anything about this? And she'll pass it over to you. Take a look at it and see. Let's see what a history check will give me. Uh, mm. Nothing. <laughs> Seven. I thought you were a bard, sir. <laughs> it's dwarven, mate. <laughs> From the hill country. <laughs> You're just making stuff up now. <laughs> just tell me a tall tale. <laughs> it's oh, this was very instrumental. Very instrumental. Mm, yeah. Digging wells. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, That's something, though, that he can verify yeah, to you. I, I could, yeah. That it's dwarven. That I, it's dwarven. Yeah, I definitely know it's dwarven. Okay. Seems fairly old. Not ancient, but old. This is the guy who called the old man yeah. the boy. The boy. Uh-huh. Do the Pyrians and Dwarfkin get along well? Oh, absolutely. We trade back and forth quite a bit. I was debating wearing this while in the lands, and I wasn't sure if it was going to help or make any difference. No different than wearing any other amulet or brooch. Fair enough. Why, is it magical? Oh, no, not that I'm aware of, no. Honestly, I always kind of found it a little unsightly, but 
Relock starts right, starts casting identify immediately <laughs> <laughs> at the table. Um, no, it looks fairly common in its makeup. It's nothing extravagant. No, I just probably want... just a simple commoner's brooch. Well, a bishop in Lucidum gave it to me, so I'm assuming it had some sort of significance to him, or maybe he just picked it up in his travels. I don't know. Might have had significance to him, or. The person that owned it before. That's fair. Or his relationship to that person. Exactly. He was, or is, an open-minded sort, so I'm sure he's made friends among the Dwarfkin. He was one of the few bishops that were espousing the Mm -hmm. idea of remaining friends with the Pyrians instead of keeping them at arm's length. I'll look at it and see if there's any kind of maker's marks or anything. Uh, Roll your perception. Uh, not so well. Um, <laughs> so, you're worthless. I tried so hard to get him involved. Five. D20s. You think, you think uh, it right. can be bought at the great market? Yeah, like, it's, it's something that would easily be purchased in like the great market <laughs> in the Dwarven Kingdoms. If you wanted to research specifics on that, you'd probably go to the Vaults of Knowledge. The Vaults of Knowledge? Yes, in the Dwarven Kingdom. Would we be allowed in there? Depends on how pressing your need. There's always a way. When you've walked around Rontaman and the Undrak Peaks, did you ever encounter any creature that could lay an egg that is indestructible? <laughs> <laughs> You're here, I gotta ask. I've seen many creatures that lay eggs. Um, indestructible eggs? No. Don't Can you egg? take a look at this? I'll drop it on the... <laughs> it just throws it on the table <laughs> real rough out. Take a look at it and see what we've got with... Uh, Figure a bard might know what's something. What's the egg look like? It's a giant red egg. Yeah, it's not. It's just smooth red egg. And he's beaten the heck out of it, and it just... Nothing happens to um, it. It's like is stone. It actual stone? Does it look like it's in a real shell? Something like a large... The texture of it feels very much egg. Like it just, it, it doesn't feel like stone. Even though it's just hard. It's so this is like the size of an ostrich egg type. Yeah, maybe a little bigger, but yes. Similar. You make heck of an omelet with that. You can't make an omelet with it. No, I can't. That's the problem. <laughs> we can test it with my axe. You, you can it test it with your axe. You're yeah, more than welcome. about anything but making a dang omelet. <laughs> that's, that's his whole quest. Yeah. Oh. Dang it, my backstory. The quest for my perfect omelet. <laughs> See if I can scratch it at all. Anything like, can't make a dent to it. Anything? Nope. Real Op has already tried. And it's it. got that slightly rough texture of an egg, so mm-hmm. definitely looks like it's organic. Have you tried acid? Have I tried acid? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I, I haven't, but, but it was... The acid was expensive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, but... When I discovered it, it was in what looks to be something's vomit. It looks like something tried to eat it and then vomited it back up, so... Uh It what? (laughs) You never said that to us. We've been handling it this entire time. (laughs) I washed it off, and then I set it in the fire. (laughs) Like, Zan looks, like, disgusted that she's handled it at some point. Uh, I've got nothing on it. I've got a six. Once again. No, Never gonna find it. Is not working. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. You bring in this great NPC character. Just can't roll it's anything. It's history that's just not <laughs> he, there. Yeah, he was there, but he doesn't remember. Right. Yeah. He drinks a lot. <laughs> he drinks oh, a lot. Geez. Hey, needs wonderful for the soul. 
No, but based on the composition, I'm going to say it's probably a type of bird egg, not reptilian. Usually okay. they're more leathery. Hmm. That's interesting. Seems legit. I'm in. <laughs> As Mark's changing what it was. <laughs> Have you encountered a dragon egg before? No. Dang it. Have you encountered it's a dragon Dragon before? eggs are attached to dragons, which like to eat people. I understand. All right. Have you faced a dragon before? No one faces a dragon. You run away. If you're smart. Okay. Have you run away from a dragon before? No, but invisibility works well. <laughs> so you've been in a conflict with one. Oh, no. It was miles distance, but who cares? Just Cast invisibility and turn the corner. <laughs> Pick up the egg, and I ball around my hand, and I take it like hold it all the way up above my head, and just spike it in the ground as hard as I can. Doesn't do a thing to the egg. Just a dent in the ground in the dirt. Does it bounce? A little bit. Well, that's not fun. It's like a bouncy ball. One egg to rule them all. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, Hulk, you show back up with your parents. Yeah. <sighs> I'll stand from the table as they approach. Hey, Lucan's sure. probably away at the moment, I'm guessing. We talked enough, like, as you're coming back, and okay. you got this new helmet. With a new helmet, yes. yep. I have a magic helmet! Magic and as you lock up with your magic helmet, your cousin walks up with you. The Forge Master? Yes. Okay. Your parents show up in time for me holding this giant red egg up in the air and then just, like, slamming it into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just showing this, like... The guy's spiking it, and you do the whole, like, knee thing, you know, like... <laughs> Fingers raised. Nevain. That's his name. Nevain. Lucan comes back, and he has this in his hands. Oh, no, he's wearing it. Oh, you're wearing it. <laughs> he comes back with this, with this helmet, and it very much matches his armor. It works really well. Mithril. And as he walks back, his, you know, Nevain is with him, and Holg shows up with his parents. And Nevain points... At Holg. <laughs> it wasn't me. And he said, <laughs> You have extra extra metal on you. Do you do you want to sell one of those swords? You're going to be traveling. I'm looking to lighten your load. What Do you, do you want to sell Holg, something? Do you have an extra sword? I'll hold that one of the extra soul swords. Okay. Do both soul swords show the talent? Yeah. Ah. So, he, he, so you hold out the soul sword just out of sight. Mm-hmm. He sees the two tallies on it. Never mind. And he Ooh. sort of steps away. Does Lucan, and he points, does Lacan see the tallies? Yes, because he holds them up. He points at oh. Merc and he says, Before I'm done for the night, you want to get rid of some of that steel? I like steel. I'll keep it. I do uh, have a couple of items for you, Zan. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they are, but... Then why do you think they're for me? Well, because they're candles and <laughs> vaguely religious. I don't know whether to be insulted or confused. Yeah, well, <laughs> Lucan's vaguely religious, so I suppose it would be more towards... <laughs> just a little. I'll just hand them over. She'll hold them onto them and look at them. Do I know what they are? Candles off of the orcs? Yeah. yeah. The high orcs, sorry. Yeah. Uh, roll your religion. <laughs> no idea. Five? You're just handed <laughs> wax and you're like, what is happening? What are you giving me? What's are these happening? like sealing wax for for letters? I have no idea, but they revealed themselves to me to be some sort of religious iconography. Where did you get them? Well, (laughs) we found them in the street. They fell off of a wagon. 
And we were too slow to okay, catch well, up to the owner. Yeah, which, inside check. <laughs> <laughs> no, seventeen. Man, no. Okay. <laughs> they they clearly did not fall off of a wagon. <laughs> she kind of glares at you a little bit in the way that she usually does to relap. Okay. I have no use for them. You think they're religious somehow? That's where my gifts led me to believe it. Okay. I'll, I'll hold on to them. Thank you. Lucan, do you know what those are? I'll roll my religion. Religion. Hey. I rolled a 20. Not nat 20. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Do you think that these are candles from uh, a cathedral? Okay. That are lit magically. So like you, you're like, wait, I've seen this oh. before. Like where they don't actually light them for real. They're just sort of lit at the top of the candle. So do they melt away over time? Nope. Or? They're just oh. enchanted in the sun. They're created yeah. to like hold the enchantment to a certain yeah, yeah. degree. You know? Okay. And like so it's, he, he turns his hand so and like, says, oh, these are like the everlasting candles. Like if you went into oh. into a cathedral, they have ca- yeah. you know big oh, chandeliers yeah, yeah. full of candles. And they're not usually actually wicked candles. They're magically. Lit. I don't think I've ever seen this one this close. Can I will it to light in my hand? I mean, you could very easily cast like the light cantrip and lights and, right up. Oh, does it now? Now can Lucan do it? She'll hand him one. Hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, these will be great, Relop. Thank you very much. Huh. I don't know how to activate them, but she'll just power it down and I, I actually I can't activate him either so <laughs> check out my new helmet do you see this where did you <laughs> look that? at my magic helmet we got this magic from our helmet <laughs> Mer, that, check out this helmet that looks ridiculous alright so you, you bought a helmet temperate just so you know like the idea is that you in addition to the language thing wherever you go you're you're gonna be comfortable yeah absolutely like, you know, I mean doesn't um, mean you could like jump in lava or something, but like sure. any basic temperature, get, you're going to be comfortable. As they're all sitting there, Lucan says, "You know what? I have to get a couple things for the road. So does anybody want to join me?" Actually, I believe we are uh, ignoring our n- new guests. Yes, folks <laughs> here with his parents. <laughs> They've been standing, and we've just been lady. talking the entire time, and we haven't actually addressed them yet. Sorry, so. I forgot that. Happened. I did too. <laughs> I'm trying to like, oh, Lucan is not ignoring them. You guys always try to pigeonhole me in this stuff. <laughs> I am not doing that. Um, such a jerk. Um, anyway, please, Hulk, introduce, and she'll be standing up as they approach for out of respect. A bit of a flourish. It's like, yeah, everybody. My family. <laughs> All three of them stand there standing like this awkward wave. Uh, yeah, Lucan stands up, starts shaking hands. He says, "Hello, I am Lucan, the champion of life." <laughs> there it is. Every time they shake your hand. Every time. Nice the, to meet. The brother specifically is like from the song. Yeah, from the song. Is he not recognizing all of us from the song at this point? I hear you. Don't get too excited, to, uh, brother. I hear oh. you're all buying a farm. We're in negotiations. Oh, okay. Uh, there should be a courier here in the morning. They can go over the paperwork with you. We've arranged for a family farm to be purchased for you. A west? Uh, yes, it'll be near Forum Lake. Lucan turns to the father and says, Here, I, ho- I hope this helps. Hulk's been a great help with everything. And he gives him five platinum. He's just like standing there like amazed that he has platinum in his hand. <laughs> Out west? Like in the Pyrian lands? No, near Forum Lake. It's still in Lucite Lands. It's just farther to the southwest. Oh. Yeah, Forum Lake's a great area. 
there's a number of farms that have been burned and abandoned after the attacks on Night's Day, and they're looking for people to work those lands and provide food for the realm if you're able okay. to do so. She comes over and, like, the mother comes yeah. over and, like, gives you a hug. And, and then I'll, comes I'll over hug her. Hug her back. And gives you a hug. <laughs> we um, haven't heard of Formal Lake. Yes, our uh, our new friend Darwin will also accompany you. Yes, I'm looking for some insights of the common folk, uh, how they made it through night's day. So, if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to accompany you and help you get settled in. They come over and she gives you a big hug. <laughs> Lucan is excited. Yeah. You stay away from my mother. <laughs> hey, you hey. dirty teeth. Not that kind of excited. <laughs> you stink line paladin. Wow. Stink line paladin. It's just all a cover. You that's, know? That's a band, a band name right there. Stink line paladin. Yeah, we'll converse with them for a little bit and just meet them and learn their names, talk to them. Sure. It's Fen and... Fila. 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 Fen, Fila, and what's your brother's name? I fell back because I didn't know what my sword was called. Hang on, sorry, what? Rolf. 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 Okay, Fen, Fila, and Rolf. Okay. Yeah, she'll be happy to And I'll sit with Hulk and work on a new bar tune about Lucan the Odoriferous. Oh, yes. Nice. Oh, come on, now. Perfect addition to the (laughs) canon of the game. Even Jason's giving me a hard hard time. He's listening to this podcast. He knows how it works. Jeez. (laughs) He knows what size his bread is buttered on. (laughs) It's something for a whole. It's something for a whole. I have a new best friend. (laughs) (laughs) I need to go get some shopping done. Anybody want to join me? Uh, Sure, I'll come with. Is the stable guy available? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna um, ask him or point out Hulk's folks and the dwarf, and tell him that they're to pick up the wagon and horses that I'd purchased. Just kind of let them let him know who to look for. Right. Yeah. Tieball that guy. Okay. What? And then I'm gonna walk back to Hulk and say, "Your mom's kind of big on hugging." Yeah. Is his mom here? Is she th- with them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, go get a drink real quick. Yeah, sounds good. And I'll give him the rundown on what I got okay. waiting. So. so wagons and like wagons raw materials and lumber, and lumber and horses and everything. And he didn't know that before, right? Like this is uh-huh. no great. I give him a big hug. <laughs> <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Stop the hugging. It should help your family. I don't know anything about farm and seed, so that yeah. you're going to be on your own. But this should yeah. help. I appreciate that. It's the least I could do. Yeah, so I guess we'll spend the night, you know, drinking, telling stories, working on our Luke and the Odiferous. <laughs> Jason, if you don't write that song, we'll be really upset. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's okay. If they say Luke and, maybe people will realize it's not me. It's right. Satire. Yeah. <laughs> when Zan and Lucan are walking around, which he's going to, he wants to buy a big cloak to cover up his armor and whatnot when he's in the Pyrian lands and is apparently too many swords. <laughs> but um, he's going to turn to Zan and say, did, did you notice Holg has tallies on those soul swords? Uh, he had to kill that, that human, that demon thing off the roof where he came bloody to us. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe there was another person? Maybe. Mm. Did any yeah, of them that... look injured? No, they looked fine. I mean, Hold looked obviously in bad shape after this morning, but I mean, you they, mostly, look kind of, they look kind of normal this evening anyway. I mean, did they look damaged at all when we found them? I'm sorry, who? 
the I rest of the party, crew. like, did they look like they were in a bar fight? <laughs> you're all healed up, right? Yeah, so uh, yeah, like, oh, I am only at 40 hit points. Oh. Oh, I would have thrown uh, a lot more healing. <laughs> oh, yeah. we'll, we'll just say Darwin healed him. I'm yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. So no. he got well, cleaned up. I just want to know if there was any kind of yeah. clues that we knew that they were well, in some sort of battle. We'll come no, back. That actually would have been funny if, like, he didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize he still was. Yeah, I didn't know either. I'm not used to Mark actually getting injured, so that was new. We'll just come back. Um, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's interesting. Hopefully, uh, hopefully everything's okay. Maybe I'll talk with them later. Maybe he got attacked again, and but was with the others. And well, I hope not. I would hope they would have brought it up. We'll finish our purchases. I don't think yeah, I, I think need much of anything other than maybe the rations. Are you, what are you buying? Like, yeah, what's the? Uh, bought, you talked about purchases. What yeah, I bought. Getting? I bought the cloak. Just that. Yeah. Okay. And, and then, then I guess I, we, we'd ask the general guy what we would need for getting all the way to Fire's Heart. He suggests... And we do have a cart. Zam, I did actually get some advice that we should probably ditch the cart and just ride horses. Oh. So... That's fine. I don't know if the rest of the crew actually would be willing to ride, but... We can uh, sell the two draft horses and cart and get two more horses. Yeah, I agree. Let's talk to the group when we get back. Okay. That's what Palos, the the quartermaster, kind of suggests. Yeah. He says, if you're going into the first men's wood, I wouldn't want to be tied to a wagon. I okay. Would, I would just ride horses, go through. That's good advice. It'll be faster. That's my suggestion. Okay. Well, we'll speak cool. with the stable master then about selling. I think we might as well just do it, if that's what the recommendation is. Yeah, I mean, I'd talk to him. Yeah, I guess that's fine. Okay, let's go back. Mean, but I know what you mean. We'll go back and talk. Yeah, so we'll discuss the idea of selling the two draft horses and cart for more riding horses. Are yeah. everybody comfortable with that idea? What, you don't want her to just ride in the back of the cart the rest of the way up there? She'll look over to Hulk. It's character building, riding a horse. <sighs> I guess. Everyone I've spoken to has recommended it. Relop, would you like a pony? <laughs> I've got my own horse, thank you. <laughs> oh, good. It makes a little bit of sense, too, when you think about it with the, the whole winter thing. Yeah. You yeah. need to get there, get the deal done, so that the grain has get to back. come back. Yep. Lucan will pay for the horses and stuff, whatever the exchange rate and everything would be he'll i'll we're just gonna call it even we'll call it even the horses that they they give you are going to be pretty nice and so we'll just call it okay perfect sounds good so basically everybody including he already no i already purchased he got his horse okay Okay. so yeah everybody's got a riding horse i just didn't know if you were yeah no that's yeah because they tried to pony you up at one yeah no can i buy some iron just raw iron they'd have ingots but they wouldn't have like raw iron right no just for yeah, reasons. <laughs> For reasons. How many are you buying? <laughs> um, how much would I need? You just want to make a box? Yeah. Or does he have one? Like a cast iron box that I can buy? No, not really. Okay. But he, he could, about eight gold, we could probably get you a couple of iron ingots that would be enough that you think that you could create that. Okay. When the time comes. Right, right. I'm going to try to pull hold aside at some point while we're having our revelries. So, so that soul sword you had... Mm, yeah. Lucan noticed there were two marks on it. Yeah, they must have got dirty or something. I don't know. <laughs> May I see it? She'll no, hold her, just hold her right over. Up. Yeah. She'll kind of rub her thumb across both of them. And... You're familiar enough with soul sword. Yeah. Wait, does Zan actually carry a soul sword? No. No, but it's very much a part of the culture. Oh, yeah, she yeah. Knows sure. darn, she knows yeah. darn well what that is. So she'll point to one of them. She goes, the gentleman from the roof? I don't know what that mark means at all. You don't know what a soul sword is? It's a sharp, pointy thing. When you kill a sentient being that isn't, like, demonic or something of 
knock it marks a tally when you kill someone. So this would be the gentleman from the roof with the infernal voice. What's this one? I assure you, it was someone who had it coming. Does this have anything to do with why your family's here? Yes. What can I do? You're doing what I needed you to do. Help them get land, get out of town. Do they need further protection? I mean, I'm not going to say no, but I'm hoping that Forum Lake is far enough. Are we leaving here with enemies? Your problems are our problems now. You know that, right? Yeah, I don't know if we're going to really have enemies. I may have just tied up loose ends, but there may be some people that may not look fondly on me after after these events. Sounds like a good time to get out of town, huh? Yes. So now Lokan's going to take you aside. <laughs> exact same questions because Zan decided to do it instead. Nice. I figured you wouldn't yeah. respond well to Lukan asking you anything. <laughs> so are you asking me questions? No, he's not yet. No. Oh, okay. Nope. I was getting ready to storm off already, so. <laughs> <sighs> talk to your sister. I'll talk to your sister. All right. Unless you have something else, or we'll call it a night and wake up in the morning. When they start bedding down for the night, I'm going to sit by my parents' door all night, and I will actually risk the exhaustion, and I will stay up all night. Okay. Waiting for third sons to show up. Uh, Potentially for third sons to show up, but also because I'm not taking the eyes off my parents until we're out of town. Okay. Do I see that? He's sitting outside the door as I head to my room. You're sitting outside the door? Yep. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Sure. I'll sit down next to him and keep him company. (laughs) Lean my axe up against the door and find out more about his life. Pass the night with him, too. All right. Okay. Anything you want to share? Nah, I'm kind of cagey with some details, but it is fair for you to know since you are accompanying him. There may be some outside interest in my family. Anyone in particular I should look for? As bad as it sounds, I'd be cautious about half of orcs. High orcs. Uh, High orcs, yeah. (laughs) I would be very cautious about other high orcs for a while. I'm assuming out in the farmlands and the plantations that there's going to be very few high orcs there, so I'll make sure we give them a cautious berth. Yes. Especially anyone that looks like city folk. That I would be more concerned about. I mean, once you're outside city limits, your general laborers are probably safe. I'll plan on staying with them for at least a few months to help them get established and learn their tales. I'm actually going to take a stack of ten platinum and slide it over. I'm sure that'll go a long ways towards buying seed and hiring people that can help them get established as farmers and learn the trade. I really appreciate that. So I'll just hold on to that and kind of slip it in their packs when they're not looking. Okay. Everything's going to bed, right? Yeah. Zan, you typically do your praying in the morning, correct? At dawn. Every morning. Is everybody in their own rooms? How's this working? We're looking at two gold a night. We'd be in our own rooms. Okay. Pay your two gold. Yep. 
I have a room. Anybody doubling up? Good. I think Merc and I'd probably. Yeah. You could split it. I'll be by myself because I have a sense this is the only time I'm gonna sleep by myself for a while. <laughs> Holding and I are sitting in the hallway. Hey. <laughs> All right, and hold the other side. Yeah. And and Darwin, Zan, mm. you're sleeping in your room. Your brother is next door, and something strikes you. Like. Physically? The the sword. The sword that your brother has wakes you up. You can feel it. Something okay. like jumps up. Okay, she'll dart up out of bed. And there's somebody in your room. He's got a dark cloak on, and there's a, literally an alabaster mask. It's not a real face. It's this alabaster mask in front of his face. Roll your initiative. Jesus. Yeah. When did you buy the mask? <laughs> Who'd you look at there? <laughs> the one that just bought the Didn't club. I tell you what the helm looked like? <laughs> Armorless. Armorless? I'm going to have to grab my sword and shield. Am I within 30 feet of her? Because we can't be surprised. <laughs> That's why he said he's next door. That's why I'm darting up. Because the sword woke me up. Mm-hmm. Alright, this whatever. Yeah. It, it cloaked figure. Alabaster mask. Here we go. Okay, so she is and going to deal with the whatever you got left, right? Yeah. Did you use sending? I like, used sending. Or, or That's all I've used. What it, yep. Yeah. So I've the, all of my third level spells are gone. We haven't leveled yet, so I'm going to have second and first to go. So she is going to roll out of bed to go to her sword and shield, pull them, and draw. Okay. I don't know how much of an action you want that to be economy-wise in terms of the mechanics. What do you want to do after that? Tell me what you're doing after that. After that, she would. Go to bed. Yeah. Hold person. Like, you'd need to get to the sword first okay. before you'd have the... Would you do whole person before you even get to your sword? I need, she, it, I she need needs, it to cast. She needs the... Oh, it's my holy symbol. For a holy oh, symbol. Yeah. Is your shield the holy symbol? No, the sword is. The sword is, okay. Yeah, so, so she'll just all right, like, so dash out of that, bed, grab the, the sword, sword, pull it out, pull, be in front of it. What's your AC at that point? Then? 15. You get a plus two for the sword. Right? I get a, Well, I get a plus two for the shield, and then it's or just my dexterity, which is a two. So I'd be at a 14. All right. Oh, sorry, the shield is a plus one, so it's plus three, so I'm at 15. All right, so, yeah, you just, yeah. Com- you know, you grab to it, you sort of back off, and yeah. then suddenly this thing, this whatever he is, or she or whatever, is yeah. coming at you. It's a short sword yeah. in his hand. Does it look anything distinctive? Does it look wavy? No. Okay. It's Lucite Steel with two marks on it. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> it's sweet, it's Hulk. sweet twist about to happen. Nigga Hulk. Evil this is Thursday Hulk. Hey, is he coming at me to attack? Yes. Warding so, flare. Going swing. Disadvantage. Okay. okay. Is that first attack or both? It'll just be one. It's a okay. reaction, so it's like right. I can do it first, first one. First one he swings. First swing hits, but second one doesn't. He is going to. So it's just, and it's really creepy because it's just this mask, yeah. right? Yeah. Dark cloak with this porcelain mask almost and just slices you for for six he okay. just sort of catches off to one side you know the first one he basically goes he just yeah. sort of whips this thing around first one you sort of dodge out of the way the second one catches you underneath the shield and it's your turn going lower on the spell lists everybody's fan favorite spiritual weapon okay so her sword will glow as a bonus action the magical glowing sword appears behind it and starts slashing down at him. Okay. And then she will swing with her own sword towards him. Okay. Are you being noisy about this? Yep. I (laughs) wait for my free action, which is to scream for my brother. (laughs) 
Maybe this is Darwin. Maybe. <laughs> okay, so I've got a 18 on my sword, and then the magical weapon was a 22. Both hit? Okay. 12 points of damage from the spiritual weapon. For my weapon, 5. Okay. And then she'll go, Look on! And she'll scream his name. Is there a window anywhere in the room? Like, is yeah. there like something going mm-hmm. outward? Yeah. She's going to shift herself around to where that's behind her. Okay. But she's going to, like, rotate around the guy so that the bed is, like, behind him and she's okay. in front of him. And he's doing a lot of shifting, too, right? Yeah. Like he's, you know, he, this is sort of crafty dude. So, yeah, you guys, anybody that's up that's out in the hotel Maybe area will hear me screaming. I am the heaviest sleeper of all. <laughs> that's part of my backstory. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter because you got the sword. Right? That's why you have the sword. Get up. I so, am the heaviest yeah, sleeper. Still, <laughs> still heavy. Lucan, roll your initiative because you oh. are close enough. For sure, because you're in the next room to get the hell up. 18. So, Lucan, you hear yelling from <laughs> Zan next door. I'll grab my uh, shield and sword and jet right over to the... Tip. So I would not have my armor on or my helm. Sorry, we'll get you in the next, yeah. next yep. turn. Okay. Yeah. He's going to pretty much kick down the door. All right, it's turn. It's going to take laying at... 15, right? Is what we're 15 with. is what my... Oh, uh, warding flare again. I'm sorry. I'm supposed to do that at every attack. Until I run out of them. So make him roll d- 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 one more for disadvantage. Okay. He misses the first one. And then does hit on the second one. So okay. he's going to swing. Sword comes in again. Yeah. You kind of blast him and he swings and goes sort of weirdly high. And then the second one comes in. Sticks in. Just for seven points of damage. Okay. All right. Zane's turn. I'm going to take my full action to disengage. Okay. And then she is going to spin and run out and go through the window. Out okay. into the upper balcony area. Okay. Just kind of bust your way. Yeah. Alright. I don't know if there's is there glass? Is it fancy place? Yeah, probably here. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> well then I'm gonna disengage and go for the door. <laughs> <laughs> you can heal yourself. I could, but I'd rather No, not. actually it would be really cool. Lucan's going in. What's going on? You're like busting out the window. Like, yeah, screw it. Over the rail. Yeah, screw it. We're going out the window. We're going out the window. Okay. I like it dramatically. Cinematically, it looks cool. All right, so you bust through. It should put the shield in front of her and smash through the window. Okay. And then, yeah, bonus action, the weapon will attack him again. The spiritual weapon is still floating in the air. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep, go ahead and roll five. Uh, That's going to be a 20 to hit him. Yes. Eight points of damage. Bust through. Yeah, crashes through the window. You do take four points of damage. Sure. (laughs) Shredding you up. I'll take it. I'll take it. And Lucan, you are headed to her way, and she busts through. There's Zan in the hallway. Or oh, she busts out in front of me. Yeah, yeah. she's, she's laying on the ground in front of me. And she, you're about to like bust through her door, and suddenly she's there in front of you. Right. Kind of bloody, too. Mm-hmm. So it's my turn? Yep. He's still <laughs> going to kick down the door and yell, what's going on? Okay, kick down the door. There is a uh, cloaked figure there. Alabaster mask. Human size? Sword, yeah. Am I able to take an attack at this point? or Interacting with a... Object is just a... Object is, is free, not, right? Yeah, it's free. So yeah, you could kick open and then like stab at him. Sure. I'll take an attack. 13 to hit. Misses. Okay. I'll yep. take a second attack. Oof. Oof. He's tired. 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's still waking up. <laughs> but I'm sleepy. Like stepping, <laughs> you know, jumping back and forth. Yeah, and you see my glowing sword behind him, like floating in the air behind him. 
So what, Donald and Hulk notice any of this? Because they're sitting out on the balcony. <laughs> so just, oh, yeah. They heard me crashing through a window. I would have, I would have heard the they're looking crash. into each other's eyes. Oh, oh that's fine. Go ahead. No, we're writing a story. That's fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. They're like, we're oh, writing a story. Story. Yeah. guys. You wanted that romantic entanglement. Yeah, yeah. 17. We're going to give them a turn to get that. Sure. Back. 10. Okay. So it's a spy. It's turn. I'm going to attack him. Okay. Okay, first one hits and the second one terribly misses. So, as you are, you bust through and there's this creepy doll looking thing standing there and it stabs at you and and you sort of step out of the way and it just clips you for four points. Wait, how old? Yeah. Oh, you see that something's happening over there and you head that direction. So that'll be your turn. Yep. How far are they away? Uh, they're like on the other side of the... They oh, have to like run. Okay. It'll like <laughs> get here. So we're going to get both Hulk. So that was Hulk's turn. Darwin will be also... He'll have to take, take his next turn to get there. Okay. Dan's turn. Uh, she will stand up from prone, like slide over to where the doorway is to see fighting it. First the holy weapon, or the spiritual weapon will attack. Be a 17. Hits. And 10 points of radiant damage. All this has been radiant, by the way. And then she is going to level the sword and guiding bolt into the room. <laughs> okay. And then she's going to turn around and try to see if anybody's around. Like, we're under attack! And she's going to yell, like, to the inn as a generic area. Uh, yeah, that'll hit. So it's a 24. Yep. 15 points of damage. And the next person to attack him gets advantage. All right, Darwin, you start booking that direction. Well, actually, I'm going to cast Greater Invis on Hulk. And go help your friends, and I will defend your family. Stand up. Thank you, sir. That's awesome. What a great guest. With with invis that doesn't go away when he stabs. That's where we are. I'm going to murder the world. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's hope it survives to that. All right, concern. Uh, Lacan's going to attack, but I also, during the time, want to use Divine Sense to see if I can tell if this demonic or undead or... What are the options? It's a telestial, celestial fiend or undead. undead. There's there's fiend going on here. Fiend, wow. Alright. He's going to take a swing. I'm going to switch some dice. You get advantage. And I get advantage. Because of the guiding bolt. Yep. Go some Hudson Christmas dice on this. Please crit this guy. 19 to hit. Hits. Um, I am going to Divine Smite. Oh, there it is. You don't need to preface that Divine Smite with anything? (laughs) Um, not, I'm so tired. (laughs) He just doesn't have it in him. Uh, 24 points of damage on the first hit. Whoa, holy balls. (laughs) What the? And only advantage on the first one, by the way. Alright, so second attack. Christmas dice. Uh, 24 to hit. Mm. Hits. I'm gonna divine smite on this guy as well, or divine smite again. Uh, 24 points of damage. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> I like fighting fiends. It's weird because it's, you hit it and should have died, right? Okay. Like it's, you're just like stabbing it and looking at its face and like okay. pulling the sword back. And that sword is glowing, obviously. And it's too. still there, right? Okay. And pull that out, and it t- and it's gonna take a swing at you. Uh, I'll warding flare it. Okay, I can do it from thirty feet away. So first one misses. Ooh, second one misses as well. So just like nice. starts swinging the sword, just like and no, then, and she screams as fires. You enter and here this thing is. 
see, Do I get bumped from see, the side? I'm standing in the doorway. I, I imagine that. I can yeah. see Hulk just like Urgh. pushing you out of the way. Zan gets thrown Lucana. sideways. Like what? <laughs> you see Lucana in his underwear and his shield, and he is still good with that shield. <laughs> <laughs> still doesn't make you like you anymore. <laughs> Show y'all. Well, actually, Lucana. you won't see anything. You just feel yourself get slammed against the yeah, wall. Yeah, she just gets sides. Look on, there's something invisible in there. <laughs> Kill it. Kill it. <laughs> if I says he's a fiend, oh boy. Oh got, man. Yeah, so we'll take a swing on AC advantage. Oh, because you're invisible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so AC 24. It's good reminder. Uh, 17 damage. Slide this into this thing and it just sort of makes this weird sort of almost like it's going to crumple or something and then falls down in front of you drops down it's almost like his body folds in half behind him and you pull your sword out and you do notice one of the marks goes disappears you have one mark on your soul my high score (laughs) (laughs) and then i fairy fire the room okay <laughs> everybody, yep, everybody yep. in their glows. Saving throw. Light. He needs to make a saving throw. <laughs> Fifteen. I made it. So, yeah, Fourteen. You? Oh, so I see. Use targets on that one. No, it's an area. It's just an area. Okay, gotcha. So, she, she, and she's going to draw the weapon on whatever's right. in there. That's nothing invisible. seems. Nothing seems to happen. Who's who's looking at whoa, the body? Whoa, that, whoa, whoa, whoa! No, he he failed to save. Yeah, so he's so glowing. glowing. Okay. Is everybody okay? As he stands there with this, and yours is more of like a, it's white light. white light. Radiant white light. Well, now you have translucent glittered hold. Is everything okay? Everyone okay? She's standing there. She's bleeding. She she just kind of collapses to the ground against the wall a little bit, and she's just starting. What was that? What was it? Body's laying there. It's got the alabaster mask on it. Right. Kick it with my toe. Doesn't move. Lucan goes over and uses cure wounds on Zan. Sure. Here's our 13. 13? Okay. I'm going to actually knock on the family door and make sure they're all right. Okay. Open the door with the chain, sort of, and they want to make sure. That, yeah. There was a disturbance. Is everything all right? Um, I think so. Yeah. We're all, we're, we're okay. Perfect. I'll head over that way. Hulk, what's going on with this thing? We're kicking, kicking at the cloak that's on the ground. I have no idea. Is it's still ma- body. It's still there, there is still a body. Yep. Okay, there's still body there. Right. Mask on it. Lucan uses sword and push the mask away. He pushes the mask away, and it's sobered on. Thank you for listening to this episode of D4 on the Floor. Please check out our D4 on the Floor website at d4onthefloor.com. That's the letter D, the number four, on the floor.com for more great gaming content. <laughs> End of the episode. Oh, hey, you yeah. sons of- hey, at least he's done. Yeah, I'm done with that. Good lord. Nice job. That was worth it. Um, and he says, sorry, I got a, uh, got a long pause for you, Lance, because I can't find my notes. <laughs> Thank you much. <laughs> All right, I got this. <laughs>
<laughs> You're in the scene. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's, it's me and you. Literally that excited about the scene. Yeah. I gotta pee. Let me trade this sweet artifact with. Hold on a second. I gotta go piss. I gotta pee. I thought the line was, no, the line was legit. You took what I gave you. You just salted it. Just added a little extra. It's perfect. It. We're running out of time, and you're running out of guys. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm in. I love that the drunk guy knew what it was. That's so great. <laughs> it's I'm sorry. That dude's my favorite. Him and his dog are my favorite part. You have to learn this guy's name. And he has to be a recurring character. By the way, that guy's the guy who helped you bring the chest upstairs. Yeah. Oh, the yes. Was that the guy? For drinks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just, had him, you just had him be the big guy. I don't remember if he had a dog or not. Yeah, I got this new plant to try out. Yeah, Who's dying tonight? Who's dying tonight? Not Mark. Oh, uh, Mark says Mark. That's why Jason's here. So that's a good leave. Yeah. We got the red shirt. Replacements. Yeah. <laughs> Jason's moving. Just slide yeah. right in. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Lance, you want to go to Arby's? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you guys need? Right. About an hour, hour and a half? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. That's that's. This will be over. This will be over in six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If he gets Jesus. if he gets to burn the end down. Yeah, I was gonna say if there's that's what it comes down to. Building on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Eat ceramic bitches. <laughs> Eat ceramic bitches. <laughs> New shirt idea. All right, cut that at Lance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Sure. I think that happens at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> Two Ryan, minutes in, let's Ryan go. Ryan goes. <laughs> Ryan goes. Okay, cool. And we're like, wait. I'm sorry, Brian. Were you not listening? And he's like, no, I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. I'm in. I'll start now. All right. So here we go. All right. He says, "There's plenty of need for people." south of town because of the burnt fields. So if you're... In your time. And then he pees himself. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that's going to be real loud in the back. Go ahead.